afternoon. Uh, all the Midwest Meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to orders. Good to see everyone. We just wound up a quasi-budget presentation from the clerk of courts. We will be hearing those presentations from all of our departments to include constitutional officers, but because of a scheduled conflict, we worked Mrs. Uh, Thompson in today so she could do her presentation. <coughs> and all the information will be public. In fact, the gentlemen were kind enough to record it and uh, once the uh, budget documents are read out, uh, if I'm in order, Kim, I think the general public has access to that information. Uh, when the, when we, uh, let's see, will we live stream all of our, uh, we probably won't live stream the budget presentation. Yeah. We'll do it in a general meeting. We'll do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But we, we yeah. generally have done just the regular meetings, okay. and then we do record those other sessions. Mm -hmm. If somebody wants to do the recording, okay. we, we can put the recording up on the okay. website. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Has the meeting been properly advertised, sir? Thank you, sir. Uh, at this time, Commissioner Gillard will lead us in our prayer, followed by our Pledge of Allegiance. Please stand for our prayer and our pledge. Good afternoon, Commissioner.
Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic which stands for one nation of God, one God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Excellent, Commissioner Gillett. Excellent. Good to get us in the morning with get your day started. All right, we have a couple of proclamations of pre for presentation. The first is International Firefighters Day, Chief Brian Darby, and then Dr. Karen Bell will uh, present on Earth Day. That is tomorrow, if not Chief Darby. Good evening, Chairman, Commissioners. Oh, sir. Um, I come before you tonight to ask for a proc proclamation in reference to International Firefighters Day. Uh, this happens every year on May 4th. Um, this is in recognition to an incident that took place actually in Australia back December 2nd of 1998. Uh, this day was declared uh, across the world as International Firefighters Day because this instance with Australia had firefighters deploying from all over the world to come help uh, extinguish this fire. There were, I believe it was eight firefighters who did lose their life, paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, from the U.S., so we just want to bring this before you all and ask for a proclamation and recognition for International Firefighters Day. Yes, sir. Who has that proclamation? You read it, sir? Yes, sir. This proclamation from Liberty County Board of Commissioners, International Firefighters Day. Whereas International Firefighters Day was established in 1999 to remember those firefighters worldwide lost in the line of duty, protecting the safety of us all. And whereas the role of a firefighter in today's society, be it urban, rural, natural environment, volunteer, career, industrial, defense force, aviation, motorsport, or other, is one of dedication, commitment, and sacrifice, no matter what country they reside and work in. And whereas International Firefighters Day recognizes those firefighters who have served their community for most of their lives and those who have served for just a few short years. And whereas hailing from all walks of life, they are our mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, grandparents, neighbors, and friends. They protect us without wanting of recognition or reward. In our time of need, they are there with courage, compassion, and loyalty. They are the essence of the true meaning of community. Therefore, be it resolved that the Liberty County Board of Commissioners do hereby encourage all citizens to recognize not only our local firefighters, but those worldwide on May 4th, 2022, and year round for their courage, selfless service and sacrifice signed this 21st day of April, 2022. Thank you. Would any of the commissioners like to give a shout out slash tribute to our firefighters? This time you'll entertain that. I just commend everybody that was a volunteer that's still out there, Brian and, and the folks that you've got working for you professionals you have to work side by side and I have in the past but appreciate the job that all of them do so you uh, I, I will make a motion that we adopt the resolution Mr. Chairman Someone second that Lee? Second. Second. second we adopt we all do huh? <laughs> the uh, mm -hmm. proclamation is presented uh, with the highest of recommendations so Chairman, commissioners, I greatly appreciate that. Thanks very much. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the men and women that we have. Yes, 
All in favor will say aye. Aye. All right, sir. If you, okay, you want to answer that? Now, you'll be so kind as to have a seat in that front row. And Dr. Bell, let's do yours. Earth Day. Good evening, Chairman and Commissioners. I am so glad to be up here today to talk to you about Earth Day. Mm -hmm. Here in Liberty County, we have the privilege to celebrate our Earth, our Earth on Earth Day. That doesn't happen all the time. So tomorrow, February, uh, Friday, April the 22nd, 2022, we will celebrate Earth Day at the beautiful Bryan Commons from 3.30 to 6.30. We have one Earth, just one, <laughs> and we have to take care of it. Um, it's free for children and family, adults, young, old, <laughs> everybody. We have uh, great um, door prizes just to show that we appreciate you for coming out. And every child that comes in, we get a passport. And as they visit the different activities, they get a stamp. And they can turn that passport in for gifts or little um, prizes. Um, we have different levels. So if they go to all of the booths, we have a bike and some other things um, that they can um, win for that particular um, portion. And our door prizes also include, like, smart TV. Nobody want to no non-smart <laughs> TV. So we have a smart TV and Roku sticks and um, a karaoke machine. And we this year we also have a save vacation because who don't love Liberty County? We mm. do. So we have a save vacation where they get to eat at a local uh, restaurant, stay at a local hotel, and get goodies from our local um, stores. So we're looking forward to it, and we appreciate y'all doing a proclamation for Earth Day. Yes, sir. This is a proclamation designating April 22nd, 2022 as Earth Day in Liberty County. Whereas the first Earth Day was created 52 years ago, recognizing the importance of every person in preserving our natural resources. And on that first Earth Day, 20 million Americans rallied for a healthy, sustainable environment. And whereas the global community now faces extraordinary challenges, such as global health issues, food and water shortages, extreme weather events, and economic struggles, and whereas, <coughs> excuse me, all life forms on Earth have a right to a healthy, sustainable environment, and as caretakers of the planet, we all have an obligation to change the human behaviors that contribute to climate change and environmental degradation to preserve the Earth's beauty and its resources. And whereas this obligation extends not only to today's caretakers, but also to the future generations of caretakers who will inherit the planet from us. And whereas Liberty County is blessed with a wealth of green space, which enriches the lives of both residents and visitors alike, 
providing habitat for varied flora and fauna, sustainable natural resources, and many diverse recreational opportunities. And whereas Liberty County supports projects that demonstrate and encourage energy conservation, sustainability, and the usage of renewable energy. And whereas many local community members, schools, businesses, and environmental organizations are working together in the interest of the planet to inspire intergenerational participation through local actions and global environmental consciousness. Now, therefore, be it resolved that I, Donald L. Lovett, and members of the Liberty County Commission do hereby proclaim April 22nd, 2022 as Earth Day in Liberty County, and I encourage all citizens to become engaged in local and global efforts to help improve the environment so declared on this 21st day of April, 2022. And so we're asking you to take this blue Keebler beautiful pen and mark <laughs> it on your calendar to be there tomorrow, April the 22nd from 3.30 to 6.30 at Bryant High. We will do our best to come <laughs> that way. I hope so. Come that way. Thank you. Uh, Jarvis, you come first, and then we'll already be in position for, we'll do yours, then we'll do the one for Earth Day. Um, I'm, I'm, as commissioners, y'all can chime in. I'm reminded of the emails we've been getting about, one time, about um, why people have moved to Liberty County uh, for the sweetness and <laughs> to enjoy the beauty and the coast and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I, I'm a believer that, you know, talking about global warming, something is going on. Something is going on, so we do uh, commend uh, Dr. Bell, and, and we do share an interest that we protect uh, the beautiful uh, county that God has given us to the best of our ability. Uh, we are in a, am I right, Mr. Brown, the yellow zone when it comes to water? You know, <laughs> that's a precious commodity as our community continues to grow, and you all will see how it's growing. Uh, we have to be very mindful of, of that, uh, how we... Um, Use it wisely. How many flushes we do? Yes. <laughs> you know, all those kind of <laughs> things that make a difference. Uh, the, the trash pickup, all those kind of things. So uh, we have to be in that mindset. We have to leave this place better than we found it because we do have uh, generations coming behind us. We want to hand off to them a, a, a great place to live. And <coughs> we have, being a coastal county, we know the, uh, the talk about the rising sea levels, all those kind of things. So. A lot to be concerned about, a lot to be concerned about. So let's not take it for granted. Let's just be a part of the solution. To so we'll do the one for, you want me to use that? Let's see, Brian, you first. Come on in, sir. Commissioners, come on in. Then I, I use that cute little beautiful pen. For <laughs> Here you Can't see you, Commissioner Wall. Wall. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate what you do. Stay in position. Dr. Bell is coming. Brand new, keep living the beautiful <laughs> thing. <laughs> really? Happy birthday. 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 Happ
Now, I'm surprised Commissioner Gillard let you get away without bringing us a bicycle up here today. <laughs> what now? A bicycle. She's one of the gifts for tomorrow. For tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. No, she normally brings us stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, we got a, a pen, though. <laughs> <laughs> you normally bring us stuff. Thank you. Finance, Mr. McLaughlin. Big money. <laughs> so um, everybody ha should have their February report. Mm -hmm. And I know we're in April. <coughs> we're running a little behind. Um, lots going on in, in finance, just like the clerk told you, lots going on in the clerk's office. <laughs> Lot going on in finance, too. Let me just share with you where we're at at the end of February. Um, we've collected about 81% of our revenues and exhausted about 61% of our expenditures. So we're looking real good uh, by the end of February. Um, fund balance, undesignated, unreserved fund balance is approximately 7.8 months worth of operational expenditures. This time one year ago, it was at 5.8 months. So we are definitely better than we were last last year this time. There are a few departments that continue to run a little bit ahead of schedule. I've, I've identified some of those before, the risk management, the general admin fees. Um, those are like one-time expenses that skew those budgets. Um, finance continues to run slightly ahead of schedule because of the lump sum payments we made for the audit. Uh, judicial administration, the court reporters, those are running slightly ahead of schedule as well. Uh, Superior Court, the one-time expense for the law clerk has kind of thrown that budget uh, into a variance as well. Uh, Bureau of Standards, there's several line items in that department that are running ahead of schedule. I do expect them to probably exhaust their budget by the time we get to the May time frame. However, there is significant savings in the other budgets that fall under the sheriff. So I wouldn't suggest amending your overall budget, but at some point we will have to get with them and have them identify where they want to pull the money from to cover those shortages have in that put, one department. Have you put them on notice? Yeah, I, I think when, when we close March, mm -hmm. um, we'll have one quarter left. So when we close March, we'll okay. have three quarters that I can go to them and okay. say, okay, it looks like you might be running over mm -hmm. in certain areas. They still have significant savings in other line items, okay. but there are some things that weren't budgeted. Mm -hmm. um, Kim, I think I would appreciate if you would give them a heads up now. Okay. I'm just thinking long term, man, if they can do things to help us out, okay. uh, even though you're right, they may have uh, funds that are left, mm -hmm. that we could certainly use some other places if, <coughs> if, if need be. I've, yeah, I'm not I'm sure they'll give them back to <laughs> you, but <laughs> they could certainly pull them from, say, 3221 yeah, to cover yeah. 3220 mm -hmm. or 3200 mm -hmm. to cover 3220. They have, uh, this year, fiscal year 22, they completely restructured their whole organization. I remember. Um, and it w it's been a significant challenge to try and 
mm -hmm. capture those expenses where they now want them. And I think they're still learning that too, <laughs> depending on who vouchers what and who submits you know, requisitions for certain things. Um, but yes, I'll reach out to them and let if, them know. If you're at peace about it, I'm good. I just, I yeah. just thought, you know, I, I'd always like as much heads up that yep. as I can get about something like that. So yeah, I, and I do, I do know, for instance, when you signed the lease agreement for the new building out on 196, that, I think that was like a $40,000 mm -hmm. item that they wanted you to go ahead and I'm in the budget for, and mm -hmm. I told you, don't, don't do it yet. Mm -hmm. You did. Let's, let's see if they actually need it, you know, because okay. I don't want to just right. give them another 40000 if right. they could find the savings elsewhere. Right. You're so the gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was just going to agree with what you said, Mr. Chairman. I mean, with any department, any kind of a year, <coughs> just because you don't want them to think that they got a much, so much money left over and they go on a spending spree. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and then we could actually use it. If they hadn't purchased what they need up to now, and sometimes there are departments who do wait to the last quarter of the year mm -hmm. to see what they have, to see if they can try and purchase something now that maybe they would have put in their budget for next year. And I know this time last year, mm -hmm. we did the same thing. So if somebody maybe asked for a $1,000 shredder, mm -hmm. like, look, I, I think you can find $1,000 in your savings now. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and get it, even though it wasn't that one item wasn't budgeted. If you're going to have savings, let's go ahead and get it in this budget now so we don't have to tax for it exactly. next year. Exactly. So we do start looking at it, at that in the last uh, okay. quarter. On that one right there, uh, Mr. Chairman, where was that line item at before? Which line item? Well, the one you just mentioned, Bureau, Bureau of Standards. Standards. What, what, so Bureau did, what did that encompass? So in, in the past, Department 3320 was called Narcotics. Mm -hmm. Now they've called it Bureau of, I think, Professional Standards. And then 3321 used to be called Detective. And now 3321 is Patrol. Bureau of Patrol or Patrol. something, right. Um, but so the Bureau of Standards, that was professional Detective. I mean. I, in the previous regime, it was narcotics, but now it's Bureau of Professional Standards, I believe. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in years past, Department 3320 might have had, I don't know, 12 or 14 employees. Now it has, like, lots of employees. And in the past, 3300 used to have, you know, 40 employees, and now it might have eight. So they've They've shifted where people are captured. They've completely restructured. So um, when you go into your budget, it's going to be challenging for you to see where they are this year compared to the past because you're not really comparing the same types of departments. So what I was going to talk to Mr. Brown about doing is putting something together for you that basically groups all five departments together um, by – account code, when mm -hmm. I say that, I mean personnel services, purchase services, supplies, capital stuff, so that you can see in total. And you'll still have your individual departments, but that way you'll be able to see on a year-to-year -year basis, okay, last year they had this much in personnel services. This year, collectively, they're asking for this much, so that you can kind of get an idea of where those increases are. You don't have anything to compare it to right now. Um, 
I will share with you too, um, debt service. We, we did not originally have anything budgeted in debt service for the enterprise lease agreement, and that is something we'll probably have to amend towards the end of the year um, for those enterprise lease vehicles, and we're still kind of learning that billing and and those um, projected timelines because there's a problem getting vehicles. I think I think we've mentioned that before, so it didn't exactly flow like we thought it was going to, but, but we're working on it. Uh, Mr. Brown. Yes, sir. How many cars uh, do we actually have now all together out of this enterprise? Do you know that offhand? We have totally probably gotten around 20 vehicles total. And those are some that came originally through the enterprise and some that were department located right. in Wilson mm -hmm. under the enterprise lease. So all total for the sheriff's department, our other vehicles, so probably about 20 vehicles. There should have been, you know, through the comparison, uh, by this time there should have been about 80 vehicles yeah. there. There should have been some of that. Okay. <coughs> Solid waste operations, um, moving before along well right now. Ms. Uh, McLaughlin, before you I'm move sorry. off of that, yes, ma'am. Uh, use the fun ballots. Mm -hmm. um, did you mention something about that earlier? So when you adopted, when you adopted your budget, you identified to use fun ballots. Okay. So what happens is, if you budget, you know, um, forty-two million in revenues, and you would budget forty-four million in expenditures, then you have to use fund balance. And the only way we can present a balanced budget to you, 42 and 42, mm -hmm. is to enter a negative amount in the expenses that identifies use of fund balance so that we can present to you a balanced budget. <coughs> that's what that represents. Okay, so that's what we are, but have we actually had to use it yet? Not yet. Okay. No. Right. Is that? And you won't know? Until we close the year. the year. Right, okay. And also on the revenue side, on the tax revenue, mm -hmm. I know you were on in February, but is there any other large property? So we got to remember too in? now, February, I'm reporting what we have by February, not what the tax commissioner has. So there's usually about a month delay. Okay. So when, w when I bring you <coughs> March, that will represent what he turns over in February. So mm -hmm. you'll see, still see that line item mm -hmm. increase when we close March and when we close April. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mr. Chairman, I just wanted to clarify something in my mind. This, this fund balance in, uh, and when it was adopted uh, back some years ago, we didn't have a particular number of months, um, or did we? Did we have a dollar figure, or was it? No, you had you have a fund balance policy that identifies that your target fund balance should be three to seven months worth of operational expenditures, and that changes because every year your budget changes, so your monthly expenditures changes every year with a new budget. So that's why you don't put a dollar amount to it. You just say three to seven months. Well, and but since that time frame, we've added some infrastructure out here that I don't know that it's if let's just say if it's seven months or do we need to do do we need to capture a dollar amount 
and anything from, I mean, fortunately we're not like things is happening out west where it, there's fire burning all over the place, but we know that um, to replace something is going to be more expensive today than it was three years ago. So we've got generators we decided to put in our fire stations. We've got fire station buildings, and I don't know that I feel like that if we had to replace anything um, of any great value, we'd have we'd have to go into fund balance. And I don't know that we are to not raise that that number, either have a dollar figure or say, and or a twelve month uh, a year's worth of fund balance. I mean, I've so I I have a couple of thoughts about that. Um, when you talk about fund balance and, and your reserves for operations, um, you aren't talking about capital replacement. So in my mind, there's two different things. You could have a reserve for capital replacement. Right. And you could also have a fund balance reserve for operations. Now, regarding something as a catastrophe to where a large capital item would be damaged or you know lost to something, I would hope that we would get a, a, a reimbursement or, or at least a significant part of the reimbursement through our insurance um, because that is why we pay such a hefty load on the insurance and we make sure that anytime we add any capital item, whether it's a vehicle or a front loader or a building, that's included. And that's why your insurance continues to go up because we've got to cover more. I understand. But it does, it's not a bad idea to have a capital reserve. I just... Um I mean, even if you've got insurance and you've got the best insurance, sometimes it's 90 days before they'll ever, I mean, if you can start to even look for something to come with planting. I mean, yeah, you can file insurance. You can um, depend on those folks to help. But I just believe that if the public will look at us as this is your responsibility. We understand we've got insurance. But. I mean, we're, we're putting in water lines and expanding a lot of things here. And I'm just, you know, I know what it is if you run a house. I mean, you know, uh, who knows what the, the electricity and the gas. I mean, figure what it is in your vehicle. We was figuring on a dollar and 80 cents a gallon. Now it's $4. So I don't know that when we start to do this in the budget, we're going to have to we're going to have to really think about long and hard how much that we want. Not to just say we're going to hoard it, but I'm just saying we've got to have a, a real good handle on the dollar amount that's going to be spent up here. Um, right. And I remember Chairman McIver used to say, you know, we need to have about six months. Well, I, I don't know that six months would, would help us. It would get us through a hard time, but if we had to go six months we are um well right now right now your undesignated unreserved fund balance is a little over 27 million and that represents a little more than seven months almost eight months so this is though this is the rich time of your budget this mm -hmm. is this is the time when you're most flush mm -hmm. um and as we continue on and the the months of june july august and september are going to be your lean months but um, I, I don't disagree. A capital reserve is a good thing to have. I do think, though, that um, you have a very conservative 
prudent fund balance policy. And I can tell you that your county administrator is real um, conscious about those expenditures and what's approved and what's reserved for. So you're giving me the eye. Oh, oh he, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> He's tough. <laughs> He's tight. <laughs> Well, he, putting it. <laughs> fortunately, he worked here when there was, there yes. was no such thing as a fund balance. It was called. You're right. I mean, I remember it was every year we was going to the bank. Borrowing money. Borrowing money. So, Hallelujah, those days are gone. I'm yes. just, I mean, <laughs> and that was one of the reasons for the fund balance policy. Mm -hmm. So you don't go to the bank to, to attain a line of credit for operational mm -hmm. purposes. So, um, yes, we're, we're very conscious of it. And you're correct. This budget is going to be tough. I, I don't know if you've had a chance. Your your budget books were ready uh, last Friday. I don't know if anybody's had a chance to preview some things, but um, I did. There's some. There's a lot of requests. <laughs> I, I know, and that's why me and the chairman we had a little sidebar before we <laughs> hit the gavel, and I said, you know, it's still to me. I don't mind saying it's number one and number two. Yes. And I mean. Number two uh, is iffy. And don't forget what your number is. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be number one, and I'm not going to forget what my number is. Okay. <laughs> That's all. I, I mean, I just thought the, mm -hmm. the equipment thing like you <coughs> talked about, you know, I mean, we may need to have some type of a something for equipment, um, joys and yeah, generators and stuff like that. I know you're going to have to spend. You got your CIP that we use. We do. We have yeah. a five-year CIP mm -hmm. that we uh, we update every year. And, I'm, and believe me, those department heads hate it because <laughs> they come to me and, do we have to do this again? You have to do it every year. Mm -hmm. you ha I don't care if we didn't change anything, submit it again. Prices have changed, quotes have changed, equipment's changed and updated. Yes, submit your request for the next five years. We need to, we need to have that five-year lookout. So uh, we continue to do that, and, and that's been a big benefit because you do get a chance to see what's on the horizon for the next five years. So, um, well, between well, between I, not this past meeting, but the meeting before with nine one one. What was the one thing that was talked about in the tower on the east end because they had very poor radio reception? That's going to be left up to us. That's something that we're going to have to look at. In order to have it now, they may change radios and have something that we don't know anything about. But I mean, you know, that was that was an issue. It was, uh, I believe, the sheriff mentioned it that it was, hey, it's something we need to be looking at. It's it's, it's not good reception. Um, so, you know, whether it's now or never, I don't know. But things like that will come up. Now, I don't know if we would use fund balance or how we would uh, address it, but. Joey will figure it out. I'm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I'm counting on that. The formula we've kind of put together has been working. We use, had the CIP, start that, and then we use floss as much as we can to, for those sure. large capital projects. Mm -hmm. And then we've, we've worked toward having a healthy fund balance. So it's, it's been. Yeah. It's and, and honestly, we've been blessed <coughs> with some good ARPA money. Yes. And there are. Um, you know, it, I, I listen to a lot of the surrounding counties who are. Uh, you know, doing the same filing that, that we're required to do, but they're having to do revenue loss calculations. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't we lose revenue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we are not dependent on tourism 
Potomoco tax and that sort of thing. Those aren't significant line items in our budget. So we didn't lose revenue. So we didn't have to, you know, we were blessed. Mm -hmm. We still received <coughs> some ARPA funding and we didn't have to worry about the lost revenue. So I think that ARPA funding has been huge um, in the last year and it's going to continue to be good for the next few years, especially with some of those capital items that you just talked about, the water expansion and some of the failing items with the jail and you know the health department and the EMS station and the fire station and um, all, all those things. Um, so I think um, I think we've been doing. I think we've been doing fairly well. Mm -hmm. We we are a little behind in finance, and I'm going to tell you that. And you know you heard uh, Miss Linda talk about she had two applicants. So I I am now <laughs> thank thank you getting another person um, because of the ARPA funding. And I'm hoping, you know, that in conjunction with the ADP will help alleviate all of the overtime, comp time, and, and backlog that we have in the finance department. You know, she talked about bank recs. We have the same issue. We have more than 20 bank recs a month that we have to do. Um, it's, it's a lot. I had 11 applicants. Of those 11, I was going to test eight. Only six responded back. We had scheduled six. Four showed up. So we have selected somebody. Hopefully they will start. Uh, they have another job, so they have to give two-week notice. So hopefully that person will start in two weeks and we can start to get a lot of, a little bit more caught up because all of the, the grant reporting requirements and everything that has come down with all the different pieces of ARPA, whether it's been the state ARPA or the federal ARPA or the port ARPA or the water ARPA, or, you know, every single thing has its own re reporting requirements been challenging and not, mm -hmm. not to mention all the new people. I mean, we, we did payroll this week, 563 employees were paid. That's huge. When you talk about that's a small That's a small city. You know, 563, and, and that doesn't include monthly, yeah. that's just the biweekly payroll. So mm -hmm. when I tell you what used to take one person a day and a half, now takes two to three people three days. And um, my, have we grown? We have, <laughs> have definitely grown, and um, you know, it's it's we struggle, but I'm hoping, like I said, another person and the ADP will get us back to where, you know, we're on a regular basis. And I'm not coming to you in April to present mm -hmm. February results. And not only have we grown, uh, I'm going to commend this commission and take myself out of this one for ensuring that our uh, salaries are up to par so that we can retain, you know, people. That's it's very important now. You <laughs> you lose your, your loyals, and then you're struggling to find replacements, and that's put you really in a in a bad position. So this com commission has been very progressive in ensuring that that we uh, stay up to par when it comes to uh, salaries. So uh, that's another vital part that everybody is is uh, dealing with and. Being in this area, we have to compete with some big engines. Yeah. Some big engines, but uh, yeah. And there are still those positions that we are having trouble filling. I mean, truck drivers, paramedics, Everybody. firefighters. Yeah. I, I, you know, there are certain positions that we just mm -hmm. can't keep filled. And I'm, I, it's not just Liberty County. Oh no, no, no. no I'm sure it's City Hinesville and yeah. And, 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 and the people expect no, um, what do you say, decrease in service. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> right, exactly. No nutrition exactly. for the starving burger place. All right. Um, so solid waste. Solid waste is, uh, is operating well right now. At the end of February, they've got a small net income of about 364000 Of their four departments, there is one that's running slightly ahead of schedule, and it is due to the solid waste assessment commissions that were paid out in February, but I expect them to fall right back in line. All your other special revenues, um, 911 and Victim Witness, Child Support, Record Center, all operating within their budget. Um, sales tax continues to look very good. Uh, at the end of February, we were actually three point, almost $3.9 million ahead of schedule. So uh, sales tax just continues to do really, really good things. Um, if you look at your road money detail, I did change the presentation of it a little bit so that you could specifically see what you're contributing, what the different districts are contributing to recreation, and so that your outstanding obligations are for items that are truly not completed yet. Um, so I didn't want to commingle those obligations to recreations um, for items that somebody had before had said, well, that's done. Yeah, it is done, it, you know, it's still an obligation in your road funds. But I've, I've kind of moved them so that you can see your obligations or current obligations on projects that have not been completed at the end of February. Uh, TAVT continues to do well, too. Um, at the end of March, uh, we've collected about $14.1 million. So um, finance is looking good. Entertain any more questions? How's the loss meeting going between the municipalities? Uh, they won't list. The loss or the squash? Loss. Well, okay, so the loss. Squash. Okay. We had we had a, a official. The official meeting, the first one was last night. Was actually the second time we've met. So. He's asked him, I'm going to talk to you all about that calendar later, um, but he's asked him to come back with specific list of priorities that they want at our next meeting, which is in three weeks. And at that time, we'll, we'll finalize a list for presentation to all the government bodies so that y'all can see the initial list. And then your timeline for doing that, uh, we need to do the intergovernmental agreement during the month of July. And so at your next meeting in May, We'll actually need to spend some time going through a detailed list from this board to present to that governing board, the intergovernmental board, to keep collecting fees. So you have you'll have a work session in here next, the first meeting in May, uh, to finalize your list internally that you want to see as a countywide committee. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, um, Kim. Yes, sir. <laughs> ask a question here on the back where you got. Sales tax six through February twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Uh huh. You show down here other revenues. That's other revenues that have been collected. Are you talking about on this front page here? That's right. Yeah. Yes, those are various other revenues, and I've footmarked. I've footmarked <laughs> those. Footnoted those. Um, so, for instance, the five thousand one eighty five was some um, DCA jet fuel tax credit. So. Right. It pertained specifically to the Midcoast Regional Airport, and so we deposited into sales tax six and credited the Midcoast Regional Airport for that. Um, 
recreation, number B is, is the bulk of it. Right. And you can see that 823,000 is made up from road funds contributed from District 4, um, monies from District 2 for basketball courts, uh, monies from District 6 for ADA park improvements, uh, monies from District 6 for Miller Park, uh, monies again from the chairman for Miller Park and District 1 for Miller Park. So all I'm doing is moving it out of your road money and putting it into what I call the other revenue so that I don't mess up the allocation. Um, when that check comes in, I have to allocate that check on a pro rata share, but if you give some of your road money, I have to identify that separately. Okay, so on the um, LMIG money, mm -hmm. um, that money is available? Yes, sir. And I, and I credit that LMIG money, if you look under the road money detail, right. if you look over there under other revenues, you can see that that $1.8 million is divided up between District 1, 3, 4, and 5 based on those LMIG projects. And I give you under footnote A, I give you the exact amount of the 2018, 19, 20, 21, and 22 LMIGs. Okay, so no, none has, all of it's already been? Available. It's all, it's deposited into the same bank account as sales tax picks, and then it's made available for those projects in those districts. Well, we were, we were looking at LMIGs trying to use, I mean, is there any LMIG out there that I can use? So, so I'll, I'll, let me jump in a second. So, you know, once a year, y'all make a motion and approve the project for LMIG, mm -hmm. which is what y'all mm -hmm. did this past right. year. Mm -hmm. So the money she's talking about that she's showing in here is what you've already decided to use in those places. We're finalizing the uh, LMIG mileage now, and then so you'll get that run again here very shortly uh, to do your next LMIG list. And then... Is that going to be some of the scratches? I can, it can be whatever certainly y'all will use it for, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering because Commissioner Gilder and I was looking at a road, and I, of course, I think you, you, I guess you could use LMIG on it. It's already a paved street, but it needs to be sure. some work done to it and, and probably an overlay. Definitely. Um, okay. But see, now we've, we're getting into what was a district in one, three, and five may not be that. Same district. That's what I was <laughs> looking at. Right. We're still friends and neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just. Uh, the, the other point to note is when <laughs> I when I credit it. a district with some Elmig monies, <laughs> I at the same time I have to turn around and obligate those funds in that district because you can't use those funds for anything other than that Elmig project. So while you'll get credited for the money, you'll also get an obligation. Mr. Brown, I don't want to muddy the water, but <coughs> I guess it's as good a time as any. Um, Mr. Brown has uh, informed me that the uh, projection for renovation of the Liberty Gym is a little coming a little higher. The potential projection is a little higher than what we thought, so y'all just keep that in mind. We may have to go back to the well, if you will, <laughs> to put in a little more money to, to make that project complete. Yes, and those will open in a couple of weeks, so we'll get a look at what that number actually is. Not a lot more, but <clears throat> some more. Uh, any other? Thank you, ma'am.
All right, thank you. Budget presentation slash in service. <coughs> Engineering, Mr. Long. Good afternoon. Hello, sir. Hello. Good evening, sir. Yes, sir. I will go ahead and get started and I'll try to go pretty briefly through this because I know y'all have a lot going on already. Um, <coughs> I do want to. Um, Talk a little about the Lewis Fraser Road Bridge. That project's still coming along. Um, it's, I don't have a, a date yet, but we're supposed to get the rut, but there's some next contract coming, and uh, they are moving forward with their construction plan. Um, We're still working out on <coughs> them looking for existing property to put out another roadway. Are they going to realign it? No, 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 no. They're going to close the road and just put it back where it is. Close road. Um, we have a little bit of uh, acquisition we need to do on either side because of the way some slopes go, but um, it'll be very minor stuff. Um, we, I wanted to get back to Brook Harder Road. I haven't found any new funds for that yet, so I'm, I am looking. And bef before I put it back out, I, I want to make sure I have some additional funds to make sure Brook Harder Road uh, gets done for you. Um, and that we have money to do it. Um, one of the things I want to talk about last is the uh, pavement marking package. Um, so please, if you'll let me skip down and do that last. Uh, the Miller Park Fire Station uh, has been awarded and we're waiting uh, bonds to come in on it so we can get started on that project. Uh, the Miller Park Recreation Park improvements, the hype is there. We supposed to have received uh, a load of structures today. I didn't. Know, I don't know if the load of structures made it or not because when I came by this morning, they were not there yet. Some came in. Some came in. So we're supposed to talk to the contractor and the plant is going. They're delivered a truckload of them today. They'll deliver another truckload the next week and then another truckload the following week, and that should be all of the boxes. And he'll probably have to wait till the end of next week till he has enough boxes so that he can start work instead of moving out there and then running out of materials and adding new boxes in. So, but um, he is out there working diligently to get the materials out there to get that job done. Uh, this is in <coughs> Clemson. I'm just looking at all those pipes out there. Those children like to crawl up on pipes and want to play with them. I think we need to figure out a way now to actually go ahead and officially close that park down for safety reasons. Yes, sir. I, I, reason I had we had kind of closed it down for a couple of days and then um, the, the recreation department got a lot of complaints that you know nothing was going on and we had the park closed. So went ahead and reopened it um, where they could use the walking trail and some of the other things. So, and what we were trying to do is wait for the contractors there to close it down more. We're trying to consolidate with all of the uh, materials in certain places so we can leave it open. Um, if, and if the board you know, wishes to direct the re recreation department to close it, they'd be happy to do so. I just you know, know that people enjoy using the walking trail while they're waiting. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, is, is there any way possible we could probably get, get with the contractor and look at some temporary fencing around Maybe that, some that barrier around it or something? Some type of barrier? 
so so we could protect. Well, if we can put the barrier around where all the, where all the pipes are located. Right Absolutely. Right now, that, right. That, that will work and keep the walking trail open. Right, too. right. I'll yeah. talk to him tomorrow and see if he's got anything he can put around it to at least create some sort of barrier around. Some type of barrier. So that, hey, don't go in here. It won't be like you can't get in, you know. Somebody will climb over to get in there. But right. You know, it'll, it'll be enough to just kind of be a warning. But I can certainly do that. Um, Shreveport West EMS building, um, that is uh, getting cranked up. Had the pre-construction conference. Uh, some of the pipes been ordered, and uh, we're working on uh, patching it up and subgrade out there and uh, have a few things going on in there. Uh, track lane, um, I do need to get with you to uh, make sure that we're in agreement on where we're stopping okay. with the road. So just sometime next week, just let me know what works good for you, and I'll, I'll give you a call see if that works good. Uh, Gun Branch Hallway Center, um, we got the contract signed, um, waiting on Shelly. Davis to sign uh, the attorney part of it, but we are scheduling the uh, pre-construction conference for the next two weeks to go ahead and at least get start getting materials ordered because, again, we have pipes and structures on the job that we got to order and, and get here. So we'll get those <coughs> together. Uh, go ahead and have that so they can get things going. Um, we've been working on some water system upgrades, Lewis Fraser Road and on the West of the railroad tracks did have a set of plans ready to go to EPD uh, next week for the Lewis Fraser Road section, so that can be moving on. Um, Mr. Brown had asked me to talk to you about two different projects. One of them is the corridor uh, from I-95 to Carlo Butler Road, some of the safety improvements we're looking at there, and also the Islands Highway safety improvements. Um, it goes kind of, and I'm going to come back to this slide in a minute and go on to the first area. And I'm going to try to go through Mr. Brown, everybody. This safety improvement on um, 84 to Charlie Butler, is that going to come on the DOT report? Well, what we're doing is we have been uh, talking to DOT about it and trying to get some projects working for that because uh, it, it's going to carry a, a price tag that's going to be higher than what we need to uh, handle as far as the county goes. So we will definitely need participation. But uh, we're trying to get the concept out there so that we can go ahead and start moving toward uh, making that work. So this kind of goes a little bit slow with the uh, little drawing that comes up. Everybody should have in their packet uh, the pages that come through. So um, right up front, this is kind of starting. This is the Midway City Hall here. Uh, we end up with median breaks there with Charlie Butler. We'll end up having to... Uh, turn the road a little bit so it comes in square on the 84. Uh, and then as you move down, uh, there's like another gap here, uh, which is with the median breaks uh, going to the next turn. Uh, and then you know, as you keep going toward 84, every quarter of a mile, we have a median break um, so that you can turn around or you know, it just gives possibilities for future development and turns and it it provides a, a access break. So you end up with like a green median down the middle of the road with breaks. So if you're going down one more, that, that, that's far enough for that. There's one of the things that has kind of come up, uh, we've talked about the truck stop that's coming at the intersection. 
um, some things that may happen at the uh, mountain tracks that we would end up with. There's a full driveway right here. Uh, we've been talking to the Vine Estate folks and some of the other property owners that would pick that would access and looking at a road that would kind of come through here. Uh, it would serve as an access point for the truck stop. It would serve as access for the Bryant Trust and for uh, a couple other people, even uh, all the way back as far as to the uh, uh, Devendorf property that serves yeah, access. Yeah. Go back. Oh. Trent, Trent, you, you said um, like green median breaks, so you're talking about like a grass yes. in the center like it is on Leroy Copa. Yes. That's, you it know. It won't be quite as big as Leroy Copa. Right, but, but it's... Um, you're not talking about a raised concrete median. You're talking about a green, a grass median in the center. Yes. That and that part of 84 is the city of Midway, right? Yes. And so that means that um, the DOT would probably maintain it every six months. But the city of Midway would, if they wanted to look better in their city, they would have to put together a schedule yes. for that. Yeah. Right. So it's not like Leroy Kofa that get it every. <laughs> every two years, uh, twice a year, well, and, and I, I don't think that the city of Midway would want that yeah. twice a year in their city. So that would mean their public works department would be a little, a little busy from April to October, yeah. and April and October is about when DOT would get it once then <laughs> and once and once the other time. So it it won't. Um, but you know that's up to um to, to the mayor in the city you know to see how they're gonna maintain that but if you trying to develop your city um that's uh that's something that they need to think about if it goes with a grass meeting i know i went to a meeting last week um about the eg miles quarter and there's some green medians you know that my guy's gonna be out there um while people doing 60 and 70 miles an hour on either side of them trying to cut grass in the center like we do now that's not um very similar. That's not a. That's not a. On the other side of Richmond Hill. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Once you get past um, seventeen, going to King's Ferry, and it's mm -hmm. about the same. You can all get up. Uh, is, it, is that wide though? It, it, it won't be very. It's it's going to be about fourteen feet on the edge of pavement to edge of pavement. That's all we have. Which make it even pavement. more dangerous. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You can't go through and, and rebuild and you know, right now. Yeah, I'm gonna shut that. So you know. That's <coughs> Mayor Clinton have to handle that. Yeah, having having all the exact details and the exact dimensions. No, no. I, I mean, you you know, the, I mean, the grass is pretty, it, 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 but it's just it has to be maintained. Yeah, and if the, and if a city is going to do it, you talk about um, six months out, seven months out of the year, uh, depending on the early spring or late fall, could be eight months out of the year, and that's every two weeks. Right. Somebody's gonna have to do that if you want it to look a certain way. Okay. You know, we've had a lot of meetings about improving <coughs> the location mm -hmm. of our community, and this is one of our primary right. locations yeah. in the community. So this would be a, a good addition to the improvement to the looks of the Great Wayne Valley. Oh, yeah. 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 It would look good if it's <coughs> maintained. Yes, sir. What are you going to say? Um, I'm just went down a little bit further. Oh, okay. I know you're talking about coming up to Tyler Butler Road yeah, then and this concept. Could it be looked at to make improvements at um Hollow White Road that we're talking about where all those houses are going to be going in at, the traffic coming in and out while we are looking at it? Yes, sir. Yeah. So kind of Mr. Brown and I were looking at that and how far do we want to go with this concept and, and kind of where to start and stop. So we were kind of thinking early on that Tyler Butler Road was kind of a good demarcation point as far as 
how far to go and where funding may be available that eligible for the state to take it a little bit further to get to uh, Highlands Highway. Isle of Wight Road. Yeah. I, I said the wrong thing. You know, when, when you get to that intersection with the way the it's widened out now, you get a little bit more geometry. It gets a little bit more complicated, but um, we could certainly look at adding that in there. But we had just kind of stopped it because of where we mm -hmm. thought funding would well, be. Well, the, well the, the state plans are to do that entire yes. order. We just, because of the growth and because of safety and because of hearing the citizens we are trying to get an early start on it. That's right. But because uh, you know we have lots of new subdivisions and mm -hmm. right, in the making mm -hmm. that go all the way up to Charter Butler Road. So trying mm -hmm. to make sure that we have that. Full We're just moving faster than DOT because we know how DOT moves. Right. So the line is out. Transmission don't go slipping. Fred, <laughs> uh -huh. so let me ask you this thing, uh, and Elf brought up a good point about at in the city of Midway. I mean, but why are we looking at it? Because we, I know that they ha had part of that was annexed, yes. and then they de-annexed it, so that ought to be theirs on the highway. Yes, so the part on the highway is theirs, but we're, so a lot of these. Saying, is this, who is their engineer? Are you their engineer too? Yes, sir, I do work for them as well. Oh, okay, so you're just filling us in, because that, that median there you're talking about is going to be, it's two lanes right now, right? Going e uh, east and west. That's right. And then you're going to have to dig it open to put the grass median in there, which is going to cut, cut it down a, a considerable amount when you take the, when you dig out that center to put the grass median in. Yes. So if a car right now is coming out of where Mr. Stevens said out of Charlie Butler, and he wants to go west, he's going to pull out there, and he's going to sit there until the lane gets clear, and his his vehicle is already <coughs> 10 feet long, so he's going to have part of it stuck in the road. I mean, who? Yes, sir, that, you know, technically speaking, the way that it's laid out and the width of the uh, median break, it would just take the place of the suicide lane that runs down the middle now. So what would happen is they really won't have room to go out and get in that middle lane and sit and wait like they do now. Because what they do now is they go out there and they get in that middle suicide lane and then they wait until it clears and then they take off. So, um, And that's what I'm saying. You'll have folks that will yes. be sitting right there right. and the traffic will be backed up. Yes, but if you, dig the, if you dig that grass medium out, then you're going to have to cut the road in order for when the water goes into it, it's got to go someplace. Right. Right. I don't know. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're working for them on this. <laughs> this is their dime, ain't it? Actually, it's our dime. I mean, oh, okay. It's our dime. It's money that was allocated for the project in the T-Squad mm -hmm. to do the safety improvements. Safety improvements. And um, well, everybody. we're doing it so it can get done. Well, it looks uh, like it's going to be a safety issue. Well, well there, there's definitely got to be something done here because this is the cut stop piece that's laying in the sun. Yeah. And we don't develop a plan this midway to try to limit access in here to what can be in this development. This is going to happen in the west end. Then you're going to end up with some problems. I, I understand so that part right there. I mean, we had the same issue when they 
built the McDonald's there. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So if you're you're looking at coming out of the piece that the Bryant Trust coming off of that road and going in there, going east. So you could you could actually come in up there where the Bracey is already in the median and come in there crossing the old uh, Waffle House. Much safer. Oh, somebody's got to do that design because it's happening quickly. Yep. This side and the other side is all new. And um, Mr. Bryant, you said a right out only. Well, this, right what if that truck wants to come we're, back? But but if that truck wants to come out and make a left, that truck he's got to go back out. Oh, how he's he he'd have to go back out and finish that. Right. As as time goes, this will warrant a signal station. But he can't come out that close to the interstate and make a That's what I was going to speak. I, I, this, that, that thought was not mentioned earlier. That's yeah, he can't. Yeah, he won't be able to come out and make a left. That's been the nightmare all along. I was trying to get to that part. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking. You know, hey, I'm just all trying right, to think so in front of you. Sorry about that. That's okay. Well, I was moving on to this so I could answer some of these questions. Right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we keep this five well on the week. We so, but Mr. Brown's done a great job of explaining it. Uh, are we no, that's good. That's good. Now, a couple things that are DOT things. Yeah. We definitely need another bridge back there a minute, huh? over uh, I-95. Right. Especially of all the uh, development that's coming of the uh, uh, industrial park. Uh, and most likely you would end up with roundabouts or something at the uh, entrance and exits to I-95. Very similar to what they did with the new Belfast River exit. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhat what they did at 144, although that, you know, that one, has some real challenges as far as impacts <laughs> go. And uh, they did a great job being able to fit something in there, but uh, this would be much bigger, a roundabout where trucks can get around it easily. Uh, there'd be multi-lane so people could just go and, and move the traffic faster. So you'd end up with more of a roundabout here and a signal here instead of having a signal and a signal. Um, so we that being said, that kind of takes it all the way across now. All this is a huge number uh, that would be federal dollars and DOT driven. Uh, we're, we're, you're not looking at <coughs> other than, hey, we got to have this really quick and that, you know, trying to prompt them to get some funds to do that. Um, so, and then it, this would tie back to the Isle of Wight um, safety improvements. Now, the next slide that'll show you on the Isle of Wight safety improvements. Island Highway. Island Highway. <laughs> you got your eyes. <laughs> you got the eye right. You got me going in the wrong direction. I'm doing great today. Island Highway. Thank you. I'm very, very sorry about mm-hmm. that. Um, and be careful. I'll start calling these cul-de-sacs. <laughs> Call them circles. Yeah, they're circles. Mm. Sorry about that. All right, scroll on down yeah. to the next page. Now, um, that's just to blow up more of the intersection 
that you're talking about because we'd have to do where the Gulf Station, the McDonald's and the Smoke and Pig is, we've definitely got to do some rearranging of their driveways when we do this. Um, so that's, that's a real big issue. We would make the Parker uh, driveways align with each other and then, you know, we just got to make sure everybody's got um, going down. This is a drawing we did a while back. It doesn't show the roundabout in this area, um, but it does show what we're looking at as far as Highlands Highway uh, being four lane with a, a, a median brake. Now, what we would end up doing is basically the existing road would be one side, and then we would end up adding the median brake in the other lane on the other side. Now, see, this segment, 995 from Big Third, you know, we've got all these big old power poles that are on this side of the road, so most of the improvements would be on the other side. Um, this is the information from Farm Group on where they would like to see the new entrance for uh, their fish preserve road to come in. You can see where it is now, this is where it would come in. down the road is an extensively bigger trail. Um, you can see how they have the four lanes. You would have the improved intersection there going into the industrial park. These are all the nice turnings and all. I don't need a few of them, but uh, most of the uh, structures I think would probably be okay. Um, haven't measured to see if they've improved any or not, but we can probably make those. Will that be a grass median? Yes, it'll be a grass median. Same as yeah, this one will be a, a regular width. It'll be wide edges and stuff too. It's not limited to space. And what, two or five lanes. And, and what is that? This one? Mm -hmm. It's uh, 20 something feet. So it's a good bit wider. Okay. It'll be more like this one turning 17 and uh, 196 cut off. All actually on 196. Cut off where we got the median breaking in front. All right, so come on around a little bit down to the next drawing. Ask a question. Um, you can see Target in the corner here. This is comes around the curve. Uh, have median breaks every quarter of a mile. What you're starting to see, this is the, uh, the building they just built, and this is the driveway that the, that's there now. And then this coming up down here is their next driveway. Um, but they're into their new facility. When you jump back up here, this comes further down, and this is the last driveway that's there now two that are there, you have this one and this one are there now. So that way you kind of know where you are. This is a future one for a future building that they've got planned to go right there. And then uh, keep on going. Take it down. Bigden Road is right down here. And we start coming back down to a two-lane road around Bigden Road. 
I was up last week. That's the school right there, right? That's right the there. School yeah. right there at the school. So, you know, once we get past this last driveway into the industrial park, we kind of start looking at getting back down to the two lane because we don't need all the Make the residential. And uh, we do, we have talked to some of the property owners that have some uh, other developments on this side of the road that are, we kind of shared some of these ideas with them and they're uh, very interested in uh, make, helping us make these uh, improvements. And they have said that they would gladly work with us on the right of way. We, we feel like we're starting to get buy-in from the adjacent property owners that they're uh, wanting some of this to occur as well. How much right away we have on 38? 38? Well, I mean, that's what was sold. Old 38. Not, this is not 38 here. This is Island Highway. 38 stops at I-95. No, um, that's what I'm saying. It used to be called 38. Yeah, it did used to be <laughs> called 38. Um, right here, I think it's 80 right here. I, I can't remember. I, I can get that number to you, but we don't have to get additional right there. Commissioner Fraser had a question about the Charlie Butler. Charlie Butler. Uh, I, I know, I guess you made a request, what, with GDOT about putting a signal traffic signal by 95. That's what you were talking about. With, with the increase in uh, building on Charlie Butler with the, with the new uh, subdivision, have you thought about uh, a traffic light there or requested it? I've not requested one of these yet because right now it doesn't need to qualify. But because of the traffic on it, correct? Yeah. Right. And with current development on, on the white. south side, not the Isle of Wight, but mm -hmm. you know, down Charlie Butler Road, you know, they've got a hub that's planned, the, the Devendorf too, and then there's a couple other areas that have potential for subdivision. Once those do get developed, we'll meet the warrants for red lights here. And I've got things spaced so that when the time comes for that red light to be there, I'll change a little bit of geometry and get the signals in and then you can see. So we're still planning for a traffic light to be there. Planning for a traffic light to be there. That's, not, that's fine. I, I, I don't have it shown for right now, but right. it's, it's in relation. One day it'll make it. Is the K Road, how much right away you got on K Road from Charlie Butler down to behind the, the old Holston? I think we've got either 60 or 80 down Charlie Butler. You know, K Creek Road has a variety of uh, right away widths in 30s and 40s, not a lot of width down 60. But cool. that'll have to change. I mean, we're going to, that'll have to be paved before long. Yes. And a lot of that will be developer driven. Developer. Developer driven. It, does the city of Midway have water there, or do they go that far down? How far? They don't go past. Uh, right now, they don't go past Wh Richmond Place. Right. At what? Richmond Place. That new subdivision on Charlie Butler Road. On the right-hand side. Yeah, you got Arlen Oaks, not Arlen Oaks, um, Auburn Ridge. Auburn Ridge. Subdivision on the right, which is right next to the K Creek Interpreter Center. Mm -hmm. And then just a little bit down the road, on the left, is your uh, Richmond Place. Not very big subdivision. They have water and sewer. And the city did authorization to use a for a new water well there on Charlie Butler Road. Yeah. That's that's forty five percent of the budget. Mm -hmm. Trying to get that fixed. Also, the city of Midway and Thirty Fourth Street petition as well. Say that one more time. Have, have the city of Midway seen this presentation? Yes, yeah. so we've given them copies. Yeah. 
was. We went, we went down and presented at Jesus City Council last month. Yeah, before they heard the zoning on the truck stop, basically, so they could kind of be on board with, be on board. with, with what the plan might be. Uh, the other thing I want to say is that that road that you saw, the new cut-in road, mm -hmm. uh, the property owners back there are full of large property owners that are in their back of the truck stop. There was actually a plan developed in concert with them um, 10 years ago or so, and it showed a main spine road that would come in there and feed those so that um, K Creek Road wouldn't serve as a primary or Charlie Butler as a primary access to those properties. And so they're 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 back talking again, and we've talked with them about this concept. Okay. So, and yeah, I was just saying, and what Commissioner Gillett was talking about about the safety for for uh, the city of Midway employees being uh, under the grass cooler, like has that been brought to them and their attention? Not yet, because it's kind of still far on. I understand it's a concept, but D didn't get into that really detail. Yeah, it. Just I mean, but. Yeah, we're I understand to, the safety side, though. Yeah, we're trying to get something that we can basically go back to GDOT for a second rendition, and so we've done a little harder look here, and we're already started to uh, kind of petition them to help with some of the projects. Uh, the the heavy lift on both sides that you see now without any other expansion project is somewhere from the city of defense of around 24 to $25 million, and so it's a, it's a pretty heavy ticket. We're also talking to the feds about some some possible money since at least the eastern corridor is in somewhat of the freight route from the port to 84, which hooks into your two other roundabouts uh, at um, E.B. Cooper and 17. Mr. Chair, <coughs> I mean, I know we're sitting up here and with these concepts and everything else. I'm looking at it this way. I think everything looks like it's on a fast roll. I think somewhere down the line, we just need to take time to make sure that we've got all of the infrastructure in place before we allow everyone to start building above ground. It's hard to get the infrastructure in if you're already built on top of it. And that's one reason we're trying to get ahead on this plan so we kind of know where to tell the developers they need to focus their attention. Well, I'm going to say this. It's your area, but that's important. I know it's important, and a lot of people that have driving in that area know it's important. But the main issue down there that has been there is that road from I-95 to Yellow Bluff. It needs to be widened, or it needs to have turning lane in it. Now, we can sit up here and what if a subdivision that right now is our road and there's not been anything done on it that's what i'm saying the whole, the whole right thing. i mean i'm just saying those people on that end are going to really be having a, a hard uh bone to pick when we're looking at something from the interstate back and i know that's not on somebody's priority list uh, i don't know that it's ever been looked at but it we I mean, right now, we don't even know what the right-of-way is. We're thinking it's 80. I do know what the right-of-way is. I just can't tell you while I'm sitting out here off the cuff of my head. Sorry. But, the, I mean, it's an it's a issue. I mean, there's traffic down there. There's subdivisions. And right now, I think that if you're going to spend a dime anywhere, it needs to start right there. I understand uh, the chairman and I have talked about the other lane, you know, coming across the 
the uh, interstate, and that's going to be very important. But right now, the, the people down there getting off of that place, just getting off during any type of a storm, is it's going to be, I mean, it's going to hit right here on your shoulders. Why didn't you? I may not be here, but, I mean, we know the road's been here for 40-something years, maybe <coughs> 80 years. Uh, long time. So we can, we can look at these projects and paint them blue, green, or whatever, but I'm going to tell you, I just I think that is the number one priority on that end of the county, me personally. That's all I'm going to say. You get all that on tape? <laughs> Good. I can assure you, Commissioner Walden, that the same people you're referring to are the ones who are talking to us about making sure it's safe at this intersection <coughs> as they go and come you know, on a, on a daily basis. Kind of like uh, uh, Mrs. Brown just said, too, we're also compelled to try to get ahead of this almost immediate growth. Uh, like Trent has said, too, if we don't now, we will be in a world of hurt and we'll be in a, world of a disappointment that we weren't pro proactive, I guess the word is. <coughs> and we're trying to seek every funding source that we can to, to get this uh, project done. But if, if there's any one word that describes it, it's safety. It is safety. Now, I remember, too, um, talking about Island Highway maybe a couple of months ago, even uh, I think some students even mentioned that, uh, mm -hmm. that, that they had concerns about Island Highway in the long run. So, so that's still on our radar. But what, you, what Trent has presented today, Unless, unless we're all badly miscalculating, if we don't get ahead of this, and certainly trying to get the DOT funds to say, you better get in line. Because if you don't, you know, we'll be the year 2050 you know, before something happens. So I promise you we have it all in mind. We have it all in mind. But the same people you're referring to, they're also talking about you know, having to intermingle with growth and truck traffic and all that at that intersection. So. So I, we, yes, sir, we would do due diligence to ensure that all is taken care of to include Island Highway to the coast. Mr. Chairman, Trent, I had a question on uh, on Mary Todd Road. Are you, are you, that was back at your first presentation. Oh, is that something? You don't have to go back to that, but I just have it on on the information sheet that you gave us. Mary Todd, uh, oh, yeah, we, we had some possible drainage improvement. About how the drainage was working. Uh -huh. Off of Mary Todd Road, right? And just kind of had to visit with them and show them kind of how things were working and what was going on there. So, are you doing anything, or does do we need to do something? We do the uh, Grand Branch Convenience Center. Uh huh. And we're redoing a lot of the drainage near the intersection of Mary Todd Road, which we're hoping to will complete. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's all I had, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Now I'm about to have missed one of my items. If you're ready for me to go on to the striping contract, yes, sir. Okay, we did receive, uh, we had two bidders pick up the plans, uh, Peak uh, Paving Markings and um, Midco. They're two of the bigger pavement marking companies in the state. Uh, there are a few other guys that do uh, some of the work and have their own uh, machines, but they're two of the predominant ones there. Uh, we got a price from Peak Pavement Markings, uh, which is a little higher than our budget, um, but it's, uh, is one hundred seventy-six thousand two hundred sixty-four dollars and ninety-five cents, and that covers uh, roads that are in District One and District Three. Um, of that, the one hundred thirty thousand six hundred seventy-three dollars and fifteen cents 
is in District 1, and then $45,591.80 is in District 23. So uh, what we would like to do is recommend to the Douglas County Board of Commissioners to enter into a contract with Peak Pavement Markings in the amount of $176,264.95 plus a 10% contingency. We'll be using essentially have some element money <coughs> set up for this as well. This uh, this is the one that Mr. Stevens one and two. Mm -hmm. One and three. Will it will that stuff stick on them dirt roads? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if I can save it, I sure will. <laughs> if I got thirty four miles, man. Just a minute. Go just wait a little bit longer and, and Gary will pay more of your road <laughs> and you can get more payment. I'm I'm all kinds of not thinking. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, I make a motion we approve the, uh, the bid for peak pavement <laughs> markings. One. I'll second it. <laughs> this came around quickly. Motion is a second. We approve the bid from peak pavement markings for our second. Any further discussions or questions from Mr. Long about this project? There being none, all in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Mm -hmm. You talk, don't leave yet. Now, um, <laughs> I do need a, the, um, the resurfacing cost. What's the cost estimate for Strickland Road? Smiley. Smiley, yes. And, and Strickland, it, if you want to throw that out. I don't know where whose district Strickland is, but throw that one in too. But give me the one for Smiley. Okay. Well, what, I, what I'll do is uh, have it sitting on the desk, mm -hmm. and uh, realize uh, after you started it, I had walked off without it. And mm -hmm. any, we get through a couple things here before you guys leave. I'll run over to that bank out. Yeah, because I, I just want to share that with um, uh, the city. Yes, sir. See how we can get that done. Yes, sir. I'll bring that back later. Okay, good. Good. Okay. A little bit later on. Yeah, you could just leave. text me the number. Yeah, you don't have to come back. E either way. I was in the city of Hinesville? Yeah, right off of Deal Street. Right off of Deal Street. Yeah, you turn off 196. It's first I'm looking left. Looking that yeah. off. Oh, that little road. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It made me think of Mr. Stevens. Yeah. It made me the uh, for a long time. Pike. Either that one. It may have to. The pike and and pave it from shoulder to shoulder, curb and gutter or whatever's got to be done in there. Now I'll text the number. I, we've got some drainage in there. Yeah. I mean we got some curb and gutter. Uh, okay. I don't have no money, but I'm just gonna help him. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> be moral look support for him. Moral support. I, I I gave most of my money to uh, to Mr. Stevens. <laughs> but I'm gonna get some more, and when I do, I'm gonna help him. I know Commissioner Stevens. Um, I know he Commissioner Stevens remembered that um, I um, forwent or for gave up, I guess, all my um, Elmidge money. Remember that, Commissioner Stevens? You know they, they talked about Elmidge a little bit tonight, so next uh, <laughs> it's coming up. I like the way we do that too. I mean, let's do the Elmig like we did the other yeah. part, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, we did them all it up. Yeah. Yeah. Seven ways. <laughs> oh my. All right. <laughs> Public Works, Mosquito Control Building, Mr. McCall. He's actually got two things here, Mr. Chairman. If we can hit them both while he's here, that'd be great. Okay. He's going to do the jail too. Now? Did you say he was going to mosquito control? <laughs> Huh? Oh, the building, the building. building. I thought that's a mosquito man back there. <laughs> 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 that one behind you. Mr. Chairman, do you need to uh, 
do that for an hour and a half? Can you just take a three-minute break? Does anybody good, need sir, to keep going? Thank you, sir. All right. I don't know. Mosquitoes get terrible around here if you wait too long. I used to have mosquitoes in my yard. All right, sir. And if you could go uh, full screen. Okay, Mike, how tonight, then? So the first project we're going to look at tonight um, is a combination of uh, public works and a mosquito control building uh, for uh, <coughs> Clinton and Frazier. And the existing public works building, uh, of course, you're aware of, is uh, in badly need of replacement, repair, and expansion. Um, the plan in working with, uh, with Mr. Wells and talking to Joey is, is to demolish the existing building, but leave a portion of the slab that is out there for a vehicle wash area. So um, so all of this right here, part of the, um, the existing slab that's up under the building right now, so once we demolish the building, we'll leave that for vehicle wash. And then coming um, just north of that, where the EMS building is now and building a new um, public works building. And I'll show you some data in a minute. This will be surrounded all by concrete like you saw here and all these uh, ramps. And then the mosquito control building will be right here. So we'll retain the uh, old barn or equipment that's there and the sewage line and limit access to the site uh, through um, electric gates and fence the whole side in. If you go to the next page, it's not next slide, but next page, there you go. So <coughs> coming in the front of the building, um, the left-hand side of the building, if you would, would be Mr. Wells's uh, office suite and his assistant. And then on the right-hand side would be uh, Ms. Coleman and vehicle maintenance. All down this side is uh, parts, storage for maintaining all the vehicles, and then the back end of the building, it's all full crew service bays, uh, some of which have vehicle lifts here, here, and then the last bay at the end has a big gantry crane um, for the big, huge, heavy vehicles. And then as I mentioned, just off to the side here is the mosquito control building. Um, if you would, can you zoom in on So um, mosquito control, they have to have um, recessed area for keeping all their chemicals so that in case anything leaks, it can be contained. And um, there's an overhead door that comes into that part of the building. And then on either side of the building, there's fencing areas on the roof for storing the vehicles when they're not being used. And then we have a pull-through bay uh, in the back where they load the vehicles with uh, chemical and, and water before they go out. This is just a blow up of the office suite area um, in public works. Uh, there's a large break room area that can also be used for training and accommodates about 24 people. Um, we have offices uh, for uh, the director and assistant director of mosquito control. It's in this building, 
The other building that I showed you is strictly for chemical forge and loading the truck. Typical pre-engineered uh, metal building, and you would just zoom in on this. Nothing fancy, but yet we are just dressing up the front of the building that presents itself to the public a little bit with, with split-based blocks down at the bottom. Um, Riparian, anything else. Um, when you look at the total estimated project cost it's another it's an XPDF file and just so there's nothing involved in land acquisition costs although you are acquiring a piece of land to the north uh, that public works will be using for storage of spoils and um, uh, materials but that's not included in the project cost your construction cost for uh, the main building is estimated at just slightly under $5 million and about $730,000 for mosquito control buildings. When you add in all the soft costs and the, um, the excess site paving and everything that's required for, for the whole project, you're looking at about $7.5 million. And this was prepared right at the end of March, so it's three weeks old. <laughs> and uh, we're quite aware of what construction costs are, are doing. We just took bids on the Miller Park Fire Station. So this is our, our best estimate at this point of what the total project cost would come to be. That's all I had to say about public works. I'm available for any questions or comments. The, um you're Mr. McCall? Yes, sir. Golly. The younger, the younger version. <laughs> uh, when you were showing the storage area for the chemicals and all, yes. of course, that'll have to be vented. Will that be overhead venting, or, I mean, there'll have to be some way to vent fumes. Is that right? I mean, the building would be so loosely constructed that... <laughs> I don't like that word at all. No, no, I'm just saying it's not a, it's not airtight, it's not sealed tight. It's just it's a pre-engineered metal building, and it wouldn't be conditioned. It would be uh, tempered, meaning it would have ventilation in it, and it would have heating, so nothing would freeze. It wouldn't have air conditioning, but yeah, there'd be natural venting through the roof. Exactly where now I missed where will it be planted? So it'll be going with the road? No, you can go back to that uh, okay. first page, please. So um, the existing uh, building that's currently standing right now is a linear building perpendicular to the road. The new building will also be perpendicular to the road, but do I have my directions correct? This is north of where you are now. Okay. Right now, EMS, that 
little metal building that we're in is about right there. But that whole site we're using up, and then you'll have additional land that I'm not showing down here where all of your spoils and extra materials will be stored. So you'll be able to put the put take an excavator and come from your side behind the back and come all the way down there to the spoil pile? Huh? Right, yeah, that's what I mean. Between there and the woods. Okay. You looking to had a, a little bit of administrative space for office for? Where's the pole barn? Did I just not see Mosquito Control's office administrative space? Yes, they have office space. Um, they're um, around the house. You talking about the first building? Yeah. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah. It's right up here. This 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 right here is a blow up of every this this what you call it. It's the front portion of the building where all the service stations are. So. Um, We initially had mosquito control located um, in this building, but but we we moved all the chemicals to a separate building. Okay. So, um, Mr. Silvers, Mr. Knight, both have offices in here. They also have a lab built into the building, and they have additional storage built into the building with an overhead door going out the back. So when you look at the whole scale again, blow it up one more time. The existing field or plant where you park all your trucks, can you see it on this? When he opens it back up, can you see it? Mm -hmm. I thought that was it, just the, all you can see is just the concrete yeah, part. If you go, go back to that first. Go, go to the top, go to the top of the barn. Yeah, that's that's the concrete you see. Yeah, when you were, you had set that and ready that thing, but uh, what they want to do is leave the concrete slab portion of that right. to use for vehicle washdown. Just sit where the current stop is there. Talk about where the existing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it takes the current building down, but a portion of the slab is easier to wash equipment down on concrete from there. Is the fuel tank in front of this, the top building? I know where the gas, I mean, I know where they fuel up, but where's the tank there? Okay. So you won't have to move with them at all. You won't have to move those? I'm just asking to make sure because I don't want to have to make a boo-boo on it as much time as I spend down there. Yeah, <laughs> we've been we've been round and round with uh, Mr. Wells and Mr. <coughs> Silvers and, I'm, and um, trying to get this to where they'd like it. You ain't got no bruises on you, so it looks like you <laughs> it went it went really fast. All right. Bring brings you uptown a little bit. <laughs> you um, down there. Loves it. We got, got the money, don't we? You've got partial.
total money uh, in the squash six of about a million and a half. It'll collect a little more than that uh, and be put towards that. And you've alloc currently you've allocated a million dollars loss of use. <coughs> so um, we're ready to at this point ready to you know we could get it for final that. drawings together and uh, for bid. Mr. Right, Mr. Brown, Mr. Chairman, I was just the um, shops. Will they carry over their old equipment, lifts, that type of thing? Or are we responsible for that? Or first uh, they actually belong to us, and we that probably will sell that. Mm -hmm. and I would think it's there. probably been there as long as the building, so <laughs> we need to furnish furnish them with some new equipment. Yes, ma'am, we will. It's included in the budget, some of it. Mm -hmm. and oh, okay. New lifts and everything, new no, air okay. compressor, all that. The only thing that they'll be reusing from the old building um, is an air dryer system. It's oh, called okay. air compressor. Okay. Everything else is new. Okay. Understood. I'm sure they'll be happy to give it. Oh, yeah. What do you think? And the current generator will come over, too. Well, you ain't saying much. It just seems like the where you park the um, equipment now in that building, it seems like it's farther, far away. Keep walking back and forth. Well, yeah. And Hopefully you won't have to. But oh, yeah. <laughs> it seems, well, I mean, I've been down there several times, and that yeah. seems like it's further, far the away if you're over here by the ambulance. Um, Forcefully would leave the existing shop up and operational completely until the whole, whole new building is completely done. And then as quickly as uh, Clinton and everybody else can move into the new building, then the old building would be demolished. Mm -hmm. And so there's not an opportunity to go demolish this building and build a new one right there where it is to be close to this equipment shed or mm. equipment barn um, because then you'd, you'd be out of work for a year or so. So that's why we're building it a, a little further away from the... Yes, ma'am. And there's a water feature. There's some water coming in on the backside of the site right here that we have to stay away from, and then it jumps across the road here. So that kind of creates a natural barrier that we have to get on the other side of before we can start doing something again. Clinton, whenever your guys come into work, do they go to the admin building first and then walk over there and get in the trucks and go? Or That's how it works. Was, how about, um, and I know now most of that down there is dirt. How, are we going to pave, like pay parking for our employees? And yes, ma'am. Uh, so everything that's this dark type pattern all the way around the building, that's all concrete. Um, that's all brand new concrete. The stuff, you can't see it from where you are, but it's a, it's a diagonal line pattern. That's all dirt. And then, of course, you do a concrete pad right there for wash down. But, yeah, there's there's enough concrete all the way around the building for driving heavy equipment, parking, um, and everything else. But but there's not, to answer your question, there's not specific area, there's not paved parking for employees, nor do I think there is right now. No, they're just scattered all over the place. <laughs> right. What, what would it cost to pave that Some type area? Of structured uh, parking. I mean, how many feet? What is it, an acre? <laughs> the, it wouldn't cost that much to do it um, with, you know, just general duty asphalt. My only concern is that um, the 
is that we would have to strike it off and designate it so that we can don't ever get a piece of heavy equipment and get repaired and break it up. Well, it, I mean, that, that's something that we need to look at as far as maybe you about concrete. Would that be even better? What's the cheapest right now? Petroleum-based stuff has gone up. I, I just wondered what would concrete. Asphalt's, asphalt's cheaper if you're talking about employee parking. The reason why we're doing the concrete all the way around the shop is because they're bringing in big, heavy equipment and low boys and right. T8s and everything else. Um, and the asphalt, even super paved, is, is not good for that. What you think? Now, this is your chance. This is your hoorah. I mean, I want to talk to the man that sent his money. Yeah, I, I need, that's right. <laughs> this is budget driven. So you're for, for the employee trucks and cars? And going to do it. Yeah, unless you block it off, that's going to happen. Well, and jump that way. Mm -hmm. Well, do y'all have concrete on y'all's lot? Uh, well, am I in the parking lot here? Are you parking? No, I'm talking about when the, when the, when the trash trucks come in in the evening time up next to the building. Get it right. We go in there and designate a spot for the parking lot. I, I mean, I'm, I'm say I hate to to have a building like we got right there, Clinton. But I mean, we've all worked outside, and it's nice to get out the truck where you ain't got to step the first thing out in the mud hole to get in the building, and then that winds up getting tracked in. So, I mean, whatever we need to try to do, it's going to cost. One way or another, we're going to pay it now or pay it later. I think right, we should Trent? look at it, Miss Brown. Miss Trent even is going to agree. We'll add that. Get him a price up and we'll add see that. what we can do. Yeah, so how much is it? Mm. Figure out what it's going to cost, and I think I got some sales tax money. I'll help you. <laughs> it's not in the grand scheme of things when you're looking at a $7.5 million project. That's right. That's you're right. probably only talking about adding another thirty dollars or $40,000 for year. employee parking. We got look mm -hmm. well, that's what I'm saying. Miss Brown has that. <laughs> Marion's district, though. He's got it. I'll go talk to him. <laughs> 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 I want to get it right for you. Business. Mm -hmm. I mean, Trent, what, what do you, uh, don't you think that's. If that's, if that's. I think that's that, the way to go. That's the only additional cost. Yeah. Of, yeah. Not a big ticket item. Well, let me just ask a question. Mm -hmm. Would you like to go down at the hospital every day soaked in the mud to go in no, there? No, sir. All right, then that's the end. I, I Especially with boots on and then tracking in the building. Trent and, um, and Joey can figure it out. and Let's, let's get him con concrete. We'll, we'll add it in. What else you want? <laughs> well, he's on the agenda. He's on the road. I'm just going to tell you, Clint, I've, I have worked out get the jail there. Thing I know what it's like to be out in there. Now, I had never, I had, but I've watched your employees. 
Mm-hmm. I've uh, 34 years outside building power lines. I know what it's like to be stomping around in a mud hole until midnight at night. So you want to do it? Let's do it. Don't be weeping over there at Jojo. See no, I, I just look at the proposal we got on that on that unloader coming. It's uh, <laughs> ninety three point thirty three three. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, let's, let's go to the let's let's move on to the jail now. I think we got that recommendation that we'd have employee parking, Joey. Yeah, so we'll we'll, we'll definitely build plenty of that in. Okay. And so next, it'll come back for where where we. Do you what are we doing now? Well, I tell you what, if we can, if we can, if it's okay, just to kind of expedite it, if we can update these drawings to show the employee parking and everything on there, and just let me bring those back to you, because I think that'll be pretty short order to probably mm-hmm. do that. Hopefully, uh, and then you can give it the final green light, and we can be working on the final okay. drawings and maybe a couple months. Yeah. Maybe we'll break ground yeah, by the time you retire. Well, yeah, not maybe not that quick, but. <laughs> <laughs> How many employees actually do you have down there parking? Well, you got yours, and then Steve's got his, so. And you got to have some room for the uh, vehicles we're doing service. Yeah, yeah. And you need some room for the new employees. Yeah. 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 It'll be. It'll be. It should be pretty good. Yeah, see what they're going. That's okay. We can do it. We can do it. Grand and build it all in. Okay. Jail, sir. I think there's a proposal for a front end loader before me. <laughs> well, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to let you keep rolling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep rolling, yeah. sir. All right. Well, since okay. you're in the mood, spending money. <laughs> I wonder where we're in the mood, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, I think it was um, six or seven months ago. Uh, Mr. Brown asked me to come meet with uh, Sheriff Bowman and his deputies and everybody to talk about uh, their needs and desires and wants for uh, work at the jail. And we went through and got their grocery list, if you will, and everything that they needed and wanted and um, tried to figure out how could we accommodate everything that they need and get it all on that site. and what would be the phasing in doing it in? Because you can't do it all at once and keep the jail up and operational. So um, this drawing accommodates, so it shows you everything that they want, and I'm gonna walk you through it. We're gonna zoom in and kinda go from left to right. They needed, um, or they asked for new house, new bed space, and the easiest way to do that without building more pods, housing pods of this size, is to build what's called a super pod. We did one of these up in Washington County in Sandersville, um, and that pod right there accommodates 212 inmates. So that ticks one of the boxes on their list for, um, for adding bed space, and they, they had a certain count that they wanted to get to. Second thing they wanted to do was the most recently constructed housing pod is in need of some minor renovations, um, plumbing fixtures, lights, that kind of thing, painting, fixing up. So there's minor renovations going in the most recent housing pod. The oldest housing pod, the one that was originally built um, some 28 years ago, uh, is 
in dire need of major, major renovations. That's included in the project budget, but I've stopped by on my way into town today uh, to talk to them because they're having some issues out there right now. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute because we've got some other ideas coming up. Could you please zoom in uh, down here so we can so when you build a new housing pod with more beds, you have to have more support space or uh, functions to, for all of that. So we have to construct a new kitchen. That new kitchen will replace the existing uh, kitchen. They're asking for a, uh, a new building for all their narcotics officers, drug officers, and that being a separate building outside of the existing administration building. And there's a reason for that in the way that some of those investigations go you want to have all those deputies separate and apart um, from the public and from anybody else so that nobody else really knows what's going on. They have ancillary support space for a uh, multi-purpose building. Uh, normally what happens in those is chapel services for inmates, education, um, any number of things that, that's offered to inmates. We've got storage and can never have too much storage in a jail. Um, we're having to, um, they want to go in and renovate the entire administrative building, um, pretty much do a whole gut inside. <coughs> if you would um, pan to my left, there you go. We're going to do a new enclosed sally port, a new kennel for canine units. Um, the sally port would feed into intake and booking. It would be in this end of the administrative building. Where the kitchen used to be, they want a new first appearance courtroom so that they're not having to transport inmates. Um, and um, as I mentioned about support space, they now have to create a lot lo larger laundry building than you have now, laundry facilities for all these new beds. We have to have new medical. So uh, up in this portion of the building, where we used to have the laundry, we're now renovating that for uh, infirmary medical. The only thing that we're really not touching in this plan is um, the trustee dormitory and the maintenance area. All that will pretty much stay untouched. This would all have to happen in certain phases because you have, you have to keep the building up and running. You have to move people around and hopscotch from one to the other. So the phase one would be the new super pod that I mentioned, the associated connecting corridors, new kitchen for storage and multi-purpose, multi the new narcotics building, the new Sally Port and Kennel, and then renovating the central control area, which is right in this area right here. All that can happen without disturbing too much of what's going on right now. After you get all that up and running, then you can move inmates out of existing housing pods into the new housing pod, and you can start renovating those you can convert the old kitchen over um, to the new laundry and courtroom and do the renovation of the medical area um, and renovate the existing administration building. The other thing that's included in all of this is re-roofing all of the existing buildings that are out there. If you go to the next uh, PDF file, please, you zoom in. This all comes for the bargain price of just under $90 million. So 
<clears throat> I told you I stopped at the jail today on my way in because they're having plumbing issues in the oldest housing projects out there. And we came up with a relatively inexpensive solution to bypass the existing plumbing that's there and install some new plumbing to serve them in the short term. Um, but it begs the question about do you really want to spend almost $5 million renovating that existing building that's 28 years old? There's a lot of different questions because when you to ask when you look at a project of this complexity about what's the highest and best use of your dollars and what's the most logical way to do things in a certain order. What Mr. Brown, Joey, has suggested and I strongly agree with is that we create a jail committee, not 10 people or more than that, a very concentrated group of people um, who are the guys who turn the screws at the jail over there every day and work in it, know how it operates, and talk this whole thing through and see if we can pare down some of their wants into more needs. In other words, do they have to have all of this? Is, is all of this an absolute, or can we pare some of it back? Um, and also go back and look at um, things like what I just said. Do you really want to spend $5 million to renovate that, that oldest housing pod? Um, because what are you, what are you going to be left with? You're, you're going to be left with cells that don't really meet current standards and the base concrete, the walls, everything else is just getting older and older. That's stuff you can't renovate. Let me say something. Joey, when, when you've been telling me the time time that the, that the jail is having major infrastructure problems, is this what you were talking about? Um, plumbing, electrical, uh, plumbing, including sanitary, uh, which is which has been an issue. Mm -hmm. It's old piping that's on there, especially that old pod. Um, master control problems, locking mechanisms, control boards that there's no longer parts for, uh, locking mechanisms that's been constructed from our things like that. And, and I think absolutely, you know, it needs to be tightened down. I shared this with uh, the folks out there. As a matter of fact, we talked about it a little bit. And the for instance is, um, yeah, I think it would make more sense in the long run to build a little larger super pod to accommodate that old pod. You know, you get the 200 super people in that new pod, and you just level that guy up. And then you're, you're more primed in a central location for some of this storage and ancillary space. We're spending five million dollars to, to go in and kind of gut some of that uh, space that's available. Is it the uniqueness of the jail facility that gives it a shorter lifespan than, say, a judicial center? Twenty-eight years is not a long time, right? Yeah, yeah I was looking back at the original drawings um, uh, when the first part of the jail was done in 1993, um, and yes, you say thirty years. No, I mean. When I, do, when I do projects, you know, for the state of Georgia, for various institutions and all, their rule is um, you design for 50 years. That's right. You want a 50-year building. Right. But jails are a different animal because they take so much abuse. Mm. And, frankly, um, they don't get maintained the way municipal buildings do. Mm. 
No, they can't, I guess. Well, if you have, yeah, that's right. Not you don't have com tremendous access. No, I'm just saying that, <coughs> that you know, this toilet breaks right here. It's going to get fixed in a few days. Your floors get mopped all the time. Yeah. But the people that occupy this building aren't intent on tearing it up. Yeah. Mr. Brown, uh, I had one more question. Uh, is there only one pod out there? Isn't there, wasn't there one up two. in the corner? Yes, there's, there's two. There's the two. One in the corner. How many can we house now? We want to keep that other one, correct? Right. The purple so, one? Yep. So this pod right here is the oldest pod. All right. <coughs> Take it out. This is the one that's in the, in the worst condition. How many people do we keep in there now? I think it's 88. 88? And then how many's up there? Three more in the floor. In the purple one? In the yes, ma'am. In the in the newest pod that's currently on the site today, there's 120 beds. So, um, and you've also got uh, you've got 40 beds in what's part of the work release building, and you've got a trustee dorm before, which is about 16 beds, which is not technically any staff. So, what Mr. Brown is saying is, let's not renovate these 88 beds or whatever. Let's go in and look at is there a way to build this this super pod bigger to add that 88 to it and come up with uh, you know 300 beds in that building, or when we get this drill committee together and sit down and start really scratching this out, we say we ask, do you really is it is it a deal breaker that you end up with instead of 476 that you end up with 390 beds at the end of the day? Yeah, I was I was wondering what the average occupancy out there is. <laughs> that's a lot of people. I'm just that's a lot. Well, I know they're planning on housing federal inmates, and they get paid for that, and that um, that supplements their budget. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and that's the thing about it is that you know you you're talking about housing an inmate, but the easiest thing to do is say, hey, we don't. We're not going to house them. Now, right. supplementing the budget is something, you know, if we're going to build something just to put a bad guy with federal in front of it, that's, I, I don't I don't know that that's a, a good excuse for building the jail. What, how, how long ago is, uh, is uh, Baker, uh, jo uh, Joseph Martin? How old is that school? Somewhere in the 90s. Right. Probably around the same time. And you've got it three. full of kids that are tear up anything, too. I'm just saying. And you got elementary kids. It's, it's, uh, it's hard to believe that, that there's just that much damage that's out there. And I hadn't right. and right. don't intend to uh, be locked up in the jail. But, I mean, you've been out there and looked at it. And just watching. I just. Uh, I mean, there's there's got to be an alternative to. I mean, ninety million dollars. It we built. I don't know what the first one was, Joy. It was. I don't remember when we built. Oh yeah, I know. 
got 20. Well, if there's not 10, it's because we haven't got these in dry. Is that the well, the, the thing, too, um, Mr. Walden, is uh, uh, 81? like three, three years ago, well, four years ago, I was there. we were building brand new jails for $225 a square foot. And um, the best that you can hope for today is like 350, 375. So it's <coughs> astronomical. And um, and yeah, we've done 14 jails in Georgia now. Uh, and we've actually worked on this pro this one. We did, we, we were the last ones to touch this building to renovate administration and to do that 120 bed pod. Um, but it's not the durability of the construction. It's just it's just the way that they are treated. Um, they just they just don't last 50 years. And once they do, if they do, um, they're just falling apart. People would rather build an animal shelter than they would a jail. <coughs> yeah. Um, Mr. Stevens. I keep hearing you referencing Mr. Brown. Um, just curious. What about the maintenance guys? Were they do they have any input in this? The maintenance guys out there, the jailer and Yes, sir, I believe that first meeting we had there was and like the sheriff. Eighteen people <laughs> in the room. Um, and we met for several hours going through everything and all the problems that exist. And so but there's more work to be done and, th and that work is best suited um, in a small committee. I think your suggestion is good to, to create that jail ad hoc committee. <laughs> There's not ad hoc, they specialize in that. And, and um, people who understand uh, the county, how the county run, mm -hmm. i.e. county finances, that we don't have deep, deep pockets where we can build a, where I we know, can do. I mean, you, couldn't, you couldn't do this in two SPLOS. No. Because you you'd have to dedicate the whole SPLOS no. to the jail twice, no. and that ain't going to happen. But if considering you the resident expert, so we would need to hear back yeah. from you. And I think that committee is a good idea. Let's bring it back. That's how they would approach. Maybe there are some, I'm sure there are some things that they could do <coughs> uh, that would that would change the, <coughs> the request. Um, but I, I would say that uh, if at all possible, and I'm not sure it is based on what you just told us, that we build a facility that lasts longer than 28 years so that the next group of commissioners maybe won't have to spend as much money to do this. We want a safe jail. We want a durable jail. Um, uh, we don't want to do something that's not going to last. No doubt about that. Right. We want to spend our money wisely. No doubt about that. Uh, uh, but I think uh, your approach, I think you're on track with if we can get together a team, you and Mr. Brown, whomever, uh, that commission chief said, sheriff, and whomever else. Just bring us back a recommendation on how we would best approach this this request because what a lot of value engineering. This is a big, yeah. It's a um, district in our county. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. yeah April, April, you will have. of you, well, you know a little bit about. Yeah. You've been around county government now. It, just when we think we have gotten some space <laughs> to do some extra Thumbs things, <laughs> when your finance lady was here and talked <laughs> about all the, uh, um, the seven months of. Uh, of excess yeah mm -hmm. yeah just when you think you well i don't know that i i would think the first thing you'd need to do is try to find a county that 
comparable to ourselves. And the potential for them growing. We all know that Georgia is growing in every corner except for Oklahoma and Oklahoma. But, um, you know, Chatham County is, is an example. Uh, Effingham, and I, I don't know. Chatham has a 1,500 bed jail. Um, Effingham County. They have a 230-bed jail. Birmingham? Springfield, Effingham. And 372. Well, and, and the one thing is that when they started this new jail, I mean, even like where the 911 is at was our, you know, the first jail we had. And then we added on uh, twice now that the, the one out here. But, you know, you didn't have any continuity you never had a jailer per se that that had been anywhere but right here and they jailed and they administered the jail the way they knew how we didn't have uh, somebody come from way off saying this is what you ought to do and and that's one one thing we need to do i mean we may be trying to build a better mouse trap than really just getting I understand, you know, with you with the architectural bunk, but I mean, you got to look at where we're at here with the, you know, with our population that's continuing to grow. One day it's fixing to stop, and hopefully, the least that we're concerned with is how many people we're piling up in a jail. We're gonna have ninety million dollars tied up in a building that I would personally rather see in a in a school. Right. So, you know, I. I, what I'm saying is you, when you've had different sheriffs and different administrations, they'll go in and you know, they've got a guy, and what's he do? He raises his hand. He's wanting to be a jailer. Well, he's a jailer, but then, you know, you in Savannah or wherever else, uh, you know, Atlanta, uh, Marietta, wherever, they've got their own jail administrator, and they've been there for some time. So I just, I think... Somebody like that needs to be on the scene. I'd offer two comments to that. Um, you have at your disposal, although it has to be initiated by the sheriff, the Georgia Sheriff's Association offers a free service. Anytime a county uh, is looking at expanding, adding on to, or building a brand new jail, <coughs> like Jeff Davis County, right. Um, the George Sheriff's Association has a jail assistance division, and they come in and do in a very extensive study of your census data, all kinds of stuff, and they come back with a report that says, Mr. Commissioner, you should build a jail. If you're looking for 30 years out, you should build a jail that has 312 beds, and they have all this data to prove it. That's a very useful tool, and if you could encourage the sheriffs to do that, I think it would be beneficial the other thing is, you need to decide whether you want to be in the hotel business. Well, I, 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 yeah, because I understand that. Federal, federal, in, federal inmates, <coughs> of every sheriff I go to, I said, do not, do not base your business plan on housing inmates from other counties right. or from right. federal. Right. Because <coughs> you're housing inmates from Long County, Temporary. and they up and build a jail, right. and you've built your whole financial portfolio on that, and you lose those inmates. Now what? And they're fixing to build one. I know. 
But, you know, you just keep her point up about the hearings out there. We sat on this board and listened to <laughs> judges and clerks. I'm not going out there. I mean, it wound up being, I believe it was a video that we, video conference that had to be, money was spent. And now you're going to tell a superior court judge that he's going to go out there. He's liable to tell you, no, I'm not. And I believe they have just a little bit more clout than we do. They do. So, I mean, and, and I, I agree with the chairman, you know, whatever you want to call it, ad hoc, uh, a group of folks, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. But that, that group of people, um, you know, need, needs to meet, and as we got to have the help, but, um, you know, it's like Joey said, when we started building fire stations, you can look across the street, the only one that we've got really, you know, is, is the one that Hines had. So you got to go other places to see what's out there in order to, um, to build them. But I'm not in the, I'm not in the Mosel Hotel business. I don't mind their taxes, and there ain't none of them out there paying any. <laughs> I just know that, you know, this kind of brings home to what Joe has been telling me along and along, that it's getting serious and more serious. So yep. we are there now, y'all. You were going to have to do something at the jail. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have to do something. You, you were there all the time. Oh, yeah. I understand it. Just it a matter of it. Not even, even if you just renovate and fix what's there, mm -hmm. it's going to be. It's going to have to be done, yeah. You don't add any bed spaces. You mm -hmm. just fix what's there. Well, and there's an issue with that, and that is – We've got it out there because there's people in it. So then we've got to move those people and house them to, for somebody to go in there. I mean, I'm sure you did a walkthrough. Yep. But, I mean, to be able to go in those cells and you be able to get that concrete and tell, said, no, we, we can't use this anymore. We've got to do something different. Yep. And the piping, I mean, it's probably all PVC. I can't believe that it's any different than what's at Lyman Hall, Button, Gwinnett, or any of our other schools. I mean, any of the buildings was done and inspected. Yes, that old copper solder in that first uh, in that first cell. So they solder. Oh yeah, yeah. The it's sewer. all cast iron. Yeah. Cast iron. Cast iron. The old stuff is cast iron up against the garage. Another thing we have to keep in mind, you know, commission is the safety of those who work for us. You know, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's right, vital yeah. important. Well, you're not there yet, but you don't ever want to be under a judicial right, order that you have to do something. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right. Yeah, if you would just give uh, Mr. Brown instruction on how you would like that committee formed, um, we can work on that whenever right. you're ready. Mr. Brown, we'll, let's talk about that at the earliest convenience. All right. All Thank right. you, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Front end loader. May we sent out proposals to replace uh, one of our front load garbage trucks. Um, didn't have a big turnout, uh, but solid waste applied technologies was actually the only bidder. I mean, he bid three different chassis. He's a body. He installs the bodies, and so somehow he gets a lot from. The dealers that he can buy trucks from, uh, where whoever makes them, the company or whoever, and uh, he was the only one that uh, sent in, and 
the, the Peterbilt truck that he bid is what we scored the highest on the proposal and what we actually wanted. And was the cheapest too. Robert's truck. Sorry? Peterbilt, did you say? Robert's truck. Yes, sir. Wait a minute, who did the scoring on this? I know. Right, that's, that's what I, 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 I want to know. Mr. Mosley, let Mr. Mosley do the scoring. Let's verify. Oh, right here. Hey, hold up, hold up. How many? Okay. You got us. Oh, you see? Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. No, 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 my friend. No. Uh-uh. I like it the old way. <laughs> Go back the old way. Right. Trent, have you repurchased from them before? Yes, yes. You we, have. we do you a lot of satisfied trips. with them. And uh, we, we have one of the trucks now. Matter of fact, that was the last truck I bought. So the other was giving us a little issue with the truck, so we changed up and it has worked out better for us. Okay. Well. Uh, you feel happy with the? Peter Bilton. Yes, Peter Bilton is happy with the service. I make a motion we approve. Second. second. Motion second. We approve the bid as presented from Pilot Waste Technology. And the $15,000. We expect to see this in two years. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. About time we get a new building built. Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. New building, new, Mr. Brown, new how truck, we, about the yeah. same time. How, how are we paying for it? Uh, it, it the uh, solid waste fund budget. Those uh, capital replacements. This this actually may be a finance using those funds as payback. Okay. Put back at the okay. uh, CIP plan. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Thank All you. Right. Work detail agreement, Mr. Wells. Did you take care of that? Did you, did you take care of that? That's why I called you back this morning. Never mind. Don't worry about it. I'll call you later. These are uh, contract renewals, Mr. Chairman, with the uh, Georgia Department of Corrections for the two inmate crews that are used by Solid Waste and Recreation Department. Uh, this requires an annual renewal. Mm -hmm. Nothing has changed, uh, including the price. Uh, they're still the same uh, for a one-year term on, on both of them. How many do you have there? Cool. There's two, yes, sir. How, how big is cool? Uh, they have to agree to provide, I believe it's up to seven. Let me seven. check and see. Real quick, but I believe I believe up ten, I think. A max of ten, thank you. Mm -hmm. Average daily is mm -hmm. some is, is right around four to five. Yeah, I've been doing COVID. What did you have any issues with them? I mean, did did they still come? They still came, yes, sir. I know we we um used them over in Vidalia, and um we we had it was yeah. Some days are better than others. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Most days over there were better than none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, we need to renew this agreement, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Chair, take a motion. So moved. moved. Second. 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 Well, they, they bring a real good benefit, though, when, when it's working, Joey, is what you're saying. Th they do. And then for the price that you pay with the number of people you get, what they do, it's uh, worth it. All in I, favor? I didn't hear what it was. What are we? I'm sorry. That's Falcon's got a new quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hand. We got work, work detail agreement. With the what? 
work detail, personal detail. Renewal of these agreements. Just renewing the agreements. Solid waste. No changes. Uh, road department. No change in flight. Plant's already gone. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. He got his new truck, man. He gone. Got his truck, 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 a new one, office. Year, yeah, I, I, one year. We, we're, we're using them. Are they at the department too? Rec and yeah, for rec okay. and yeah. county public works. Detail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Uh, all in favor, raise your hand. That was part of the agenda. We never did vote. He kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, to bring Commissioner Walden up. Uh, Commissioner Frazier wanted to make a comment about lifeguards. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Chair. Suggestion. Uh, I just have a suggestion. I, I know we're recruiting uh, lifeguards for the upcoming uh, uh, swim mm -hmm. season. And of course, you know, last year we had difficulty trying to find you know, uh, some lifeguards. So just making a suggestion, I, I saw, you know, we, we sent it out that it'd be $200 for uh, new lifeguards and I think $100, correct, for the uh, their re annual renewal. Training. Training, and I was just seeing if we could possibly uh, do some type of scholarship for them to help recruit uh, some more lifeguards, so we won't be short like we have been in the past. We'll say scholarship, youth development. If um, if the applicants had a difficulty paying the fee, paying the fee. Oh well, we're, we're actually we're actually doing the training class now. We got mm -hmm. certified instructors. You know, y'all did that, right? So if anybody wants to sign on, I, I'm pretty sure we could waive that fee okay. if they're coming into our class. Okay. Absolutely, yeah, we get them certified, and then we get them certified, and then you know, yeah. have them where where they're to be on. I'll double check. We'll absolutely we'll check with that. But you looking for a job? Absolutely, <laughs> always. It's getting better. So, uh, but but more importantly. Once we look into that, can we uh, do a revision to the flyer so people will know? Because on the flyer it just says two hundred dollars, you know, to be a lifeguard, a hundred dollars for yeah. a what? Lifeguard. Mm -hmm. Administrative report. Uh, just a, a few updates, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, first, the uh, Miller Park Station Fire Department, we did have the uh, pre-construction conference. They're gathering up their bonding data right now, so we are anticipating a notice to proceed probably sometime in the next two weeks on that. You're working. You did, y'all did the stuff the other day. Actually, the Facilities Authority uh, met to do the uh, bonding requirement. You had already authorized the chairman to do that. You'll come back with a final bond rate, which will probably be somewhere around uh, what it looks like 3.25 or something on the bond, 3.29. So that that's in the works. Uh, the EMS building, notice to proceed, has, has was already given. Uh, Trent mentioned a little bit about that. They're actually going to start delivery of material to the site this next week. And so uh, that's that's good. That's, that's running wide open. Um, we did get the insurance renewal numbers. Uh, I'll tell you that, that last year we had a loss ratio that exceeded 100%. As far as uh, claims, um, we had uh, really about five claims over $50,000, one that exceeded a million dollars, and so it doesn't take many claims to, to throw that balance out. The original uh, renewal recommendation uh, was 16.5%. Uh, we worked that back down uh, actually um, to uh, a little over 6%, about 6.6%, which was good. The only thing we had to do was to up the emergency room copay. It went from $100 to $200. The usage there was 
was low last year and hopefully low again this year. We also uh, upped the um, professional copay or the specialist copay from 40 to 50. Other than that, everything stayed the same. So uh, we're prepared uh, to go ahead and sign that document if it's okay and get that on. We have open enrollment that starts in a few weeks, and so folks would you know need to know that rate. Uh, so I'll go ahead if it's okay and execute that. The other thing we did was Gary, let's, let's let's put that on the record. Okay. So um, I know some. Can, can I explain the other half of that first, though, because because it involves the addition of a third option for the employees. Um, we had had reached out to say. We need to help family coverage mm -hmm. and, and, and kid coverage somehow. And so uh, what we're able to do, and they helped us do, was come up with a third plan. It's what I want to call the bronze plan. You currently got two plans. Your, your, your main plan is, is really the uh, what I'd call the silver plan. Uh, it has a deductible, you know, a deductible limit of like $3,500. Employees can buy up to a gold plan which lowers that deductible to $1,000, the 20% copay plan, but it's a richer plan, if you will. So we offer the, we offer the gold, they can buy up to, uh, or we offer the silver, they can buy up to the gold. So what we did was institute almost like a proposed institute a bronze plan. So the deductible is a little bit higher on that for those people that just want to get, just want to get covered under the basics. Uh, it provides about a half of the cost of the standard plan as an employee and or family rate. So they, they're basically getting, you know, they get, a, they get a real good family rate. The plan is an HSA plan, try, try to be real quick with this, a uh, health insurance saving account plan, which is a, a, a modern type plan. It's a 20% uh, copay plan, uh, similar to uh, the gold plan. It offers the full pharmaceutical coverage, just like the gold plan. But what it also offers is the employees a chance to uh, take savings out of their money, put it towards copay, put it towards any kind of health insurance uh, claim, deductible drugs that they want to put it towards. So they're they're unlimited on how much they can do in that plan. Uh, they can withdraw that money in there and can draw, in fact, up to ten thousand dollars. If it reaches the ten thousand dollar limit, they get to invest that money with Blue Cross and Blue Shield or with help of Blue Cross and Blue Shield. If, um, if you know anybody that's had an HSA plan, they basically work that directly with the insurance provider. They get a debit card. So if they go to pick up their medication and they basically tap into their HSA account with a debit card or not, uh, or choose to save it. The thing that I think that will be double beneficial under this, what I'll call the third option plan, not only are their premiums lower, and of course the coverage limits are the same, but the deductibles are higher, but we've always taken whatever the gold plan cost is to us, which is our standard plan for the employees, and we've allowed people to take that basic rate and apply it towards the higher plan. By the same token, they'll be able to take that rate and apply it towards the lower plan, which in effect, what it'll mean is you'll be helping contribute to the HSA for them. So you'll be helping their family coverage their individual children coverage and helping their HSA account. What it really does, it, it brings a lower rate to the table, uh, re really um, of more benefit to that employee that wants to do that. Now, yes, they're at a higher table plan, 
So, you know, the deductibles are costing them more, but with their contribution and your contribution, it helps to bring that more back in line, similar to what the gold plan is at a lower rate for them. So we were real happy. We worked on that with them, uh, Mr. Mosley and myself, Ms. Troutman. Uh, we, we have a new insurance uh, representative through uh, Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, very knowledgeable guy. And um, I thanked him the other day for how many renditions he had been through uh, with us to get there. So our recommendation is to renew the standard plan with a 6.36% increase is actually what it is. It's lower than six and a half. And to institute the third option uh, for those employees to help them with some of that other coverage. That would be our recommendation from staff. Um, your budget that Ms. McLaughlin used to budget was actually uh, a little north of the 6.36, so we won't have to go back in. There'll actually be some savings out of this document uh, for 23 that you'll see on the health insurance. So despite the high claims, despite the 100, over 100% 100 loss ratio, uh, very happy that we got back where we were. Won't interrupt any of the plan standards and, and be able to introduce a new plan for the employees, which I think would be great. Great work on somebody's part. It's all good news, yes, sir. I'm great work on somebody's part. You know, what what uh, about your um, retirement? They can carry this with them when they retire. Well, so so you know you had a um, a period of time that you cut that off. So insurance, after a certain period of time, there were certain employees that were grandfathered in before that cutoff date, and now that does not carry forward. But the other thing that you changed, even with those employees that were grandfathered in, is instead of putting all of them under a basic plan, we went to a uh, Medicare supplement plan, which lowered your cost of carrying those grandfathered people beyond age 65, beyond Medicare age. So in order to have this though these there'll be different times of the year probably twice a year they'll have to have checkups to make sure i mean is that none of your plans require annual checkups mm -hmm. or, or semi-annual checkups or what they do is they offer free checkups free preventative maintenance right for, for that yes sir but they do they don't require it or they they don't you don't require it what you and mean the, and the, us? the commissioner's right and the, and the plans don't but what you do is provide them I, I would tell you that over half the employees take advantage of that and that's one thing that through the wellness program mm -hmm. uh, we push in fact with the wellness seminars they, they oh boy a pretty good checkup yeah. there um, this does include too um, the continuation of that wellness stipend that they've been doing for us, which I believe has been around $20,000 a year mm -hmm. or so, uh, which is good too. So it return. it's been a good return on the investment, to tell you, for wellness. Has been. And I'm we've won sure that award several years. You set up, and whoever's going to handle it, it's Laura, I don't, I don't know who you're going to get to do it, but I mean, you know, there's out of the 12 months that we have, your staff will go in whatever month it is and somebody will back part of those folks up, Clinton's department, the rec department. So they'll have that opportunity in a 30-day window. This is the time we're going to do it. I mean, because that's the only way you're going to make it work, Bill. Is yeah, we can, you know, as a public employer, we can offer it, 
but we can't necessarily supply them. Right, right. So, so we're, we'll give them, we give them that leeway to mm -hmm. go for that stuff if they need to. Well, I think that, you know, part of that is that individual that says, Kyle wished that I went to the doctor. And, I mean, if, if we're going to give him that opportunity, that's, uh, hey, we're going we're gonna to let you go. And, yeah. um, I mean, I don't even know that if it, that comes in, in their sick leave or whatever, but I'm a little bit appalled that it's not carrying over to the past retirement. That'll I mean, talking about the health insurance itself. Well, yeah, I mean you, they'll they could keep it, but they're gonna have to pay more for it. Oh, so they're they're not eligible to keep it beyond employment, not now, not new employees. I don't know of many, if not any, very many that do that. Yeah, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Change. Right. Well, I mean, I'm fortunate. Yeah. Be, I mean, I do be, save. Be, be thankful. I save, but I mean, I still got to keep mine, but we're still required to, you know, do. Very rare to find that nowadays. Do what? Very rare to find that nowadays in the industry. But so overall, it's, uh, I think, given where we were, it's good news. You, the rates are kept low for the expense ratio, and we do have a third plan on Commissioners, you all may remember, I think that's why Commissioner Stevens brought it up, we had an issue with um, fireman's, one, one of the groups. Uh, we were not able to, well, we were not as successful as we wanted to be in attracting them because of the the uh, rates for the insurance premium, so that will help a lot with it. It will, and, I, and without belaboring the point, it's um, counties and cities and private employers do so many different things with mm -hmm. their health insurance options that, you know, a lot of times when we're doing, in fact, uh, a big press on the labor retention thing now is making sure that we understand when they come to us and say, I'm leaving because of my health insurance, mm -hmm. that you tell me what plan you're leaving. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your plan. Mm -hmm. Some of them, all, all they know it's a lower cost yeah, per month, they don't know but they miss the bigger plan. And so we want to do our best. If they're going to leave, that's fine. We'll do our best to educate them mm -hmm. on, on what they're giving up mm -hmm. versus what they may be going to. Mm -hmm. Good job. Good job. Can we entertain the motion to approve the new health uh, plan? I'll make the motion, Mr. Chairman. I'll second it. Second it. I think everybody understands where we are. So all in favor, please raise your right hand. Thank you. Good benefit. Good benefit. Yeah, I think it is. I think it worked out real well. Uh, the other thing, Mr. Chairman, is something I think that um, you and I are made aware of, and that was uh, House Bill 1529 uh, that uh, we somebody reached out to us and, and asked us if, if the board um, supported this, and I made a copy for everybody there. Uh, I, actually, House Bill 1529, you can see who the sponsors of it were. It has passed the House and the Senate. It provides basically for the opportunity, not the requirement, um, to supplement compensation expenses and allowances of the district attorney and of the superior court judges of the Atlantic Judicial Circuit. Um, and as the House bill lays out there, uh, you can see the amounts uh, per judge uh, that would be authorized um, by the, could be authorized by the governing mm -hmm. authorities in those counties. Uh, ours is $1,500 per month. I will tell you that in searching out a little bit, a couple things I found out. One is um, that the Superior Court judges in the Atlantic Judicial Circuit are in the lowest 10% of the circuit. 
uh, in the state of Georgia as far as supplements go. Um, so uh, the other thing is to let you know that the other counties in the circuit, I found out uh, this morning, had already you know, supported it basically and said they're in favor of it. So as you know, um, <coughs> we administered a budget for that circuit. So I wanted to see actually what the counties, you know, if we could get the county support for that um, to be the, to join those other uh, counties in the circuit. We're one of the lowest. We are one of the lowest. And the other counties in the circuit have already? Uh, everyone, I looked at the actual uh, letters from the other counties this morning. If we will, let's do this. Uh, I would at least like to have a formal request from Judge Rose or whomever that person would be. And to, to do that? Yes, sir. Okay. Then let's sure. put it on the um, agenda. It's already passed. You know, as far as so but it has passed. Uh, the governor really wants, since it involves uh, compensation, he before he the governor will sign it. Yeah. Uh, he wants yeah. he wants every county to concur, okay. <laughs> or would like every county so to concur. We hold the governor's signature. So he, he he's basically did it and not expect. Yeah. Well, it's actually the the House and the Senate that did it. Right. He hadn't yeah. done it yet. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. uh, but he's reaching out to. I bet he is. Uh, you know what he offered to us. So. It's up to you, Mr. Chairman, but I tell you something. I'm sure court judges are nice friends. They are. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> right. That, that's, that's I mean, we, we don't have a choice but to do it. Guaranteeing a motion. Second. Second. Yes, all that. <laughs> so moved. I, my my light was off. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I will draft a. Especially when you tell me we were the lowest. I mean, Liberty yes, County, sir, we're I, not I, number I'll do while I'm I just want the judges to know we're, that we're the largest county in the, uh, yeah. in the circuit. In the circuit. How we are the largest. Miss Brown, I just want the judges to know that I made the motion. We all second it. Largest county and the largest number of cases. Yeah. Get out of kilter. Well, and it's, it's I'm just so you don't it, it is the circuit. This mm -hmm. the lowest circuit. Right. So, Where yes, sir, we yeah. carry a large caseload. And yeah. I'm not sure why our circuit is yeah. so low. And the best circuit. And the best circuit. circuit. Yeah. Absolutely. With the best judges. That's right. With the best, With the best judges. You're right. Who, the best weather. Who's, who's uh, friend to all of them. Kiss up now. The, the best weather. Don't forget about the. Okay, his point's well taken. This hey, Commissioner Stevens, what you mean trying? Listen, we've heard from insiders that our circuit is the best circuit. <laughs> the best facilities. I've heard that. Well, really? Yeah. Uh, well, last thing is to make you aware of is the uh, Public Facilities Authority did meet. Uh, they did have a quorum, but there's two folks. Uh, one, Matt Cardella, who we were unaware has wanted to resign uh, from that. Uh, and Mr. Jim Thomas wants to uh, resign his position. He did come the other day uh, to help us with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we went ahead and advertised for replacements to Public Facilities Authority. Those are running the newspaper now. Once those close out, we'll give them to the committee and we can bring those to you. That's a very valuable resource for us. It's on the board. Do you sit on <coughs> No, sir. It can't be, it can't be a commissioner. Yeah. Uh, it is um, right now Jim Thomas, James yeah. Rogers, Renee Camper, and Matt. Matt, well, Matt's uh, resigned. Paul Johnson? Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson. Is that one that okay. uh, that is committed that, that we would bring the recommendation? Is that a You'll bring it back just to the yeah. board. Your board appoints the committee members. 
for the, the board that's appointing this year? Yes, sir. Does it have to be a resident of Liberty County? I'll look back. I, I think so. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I was going to say, George, I'll, I'll if, double check that with you. If you could get us to that um, before 8 o'clock, we could go ahead and vote on it now. <laughs> we, we ready. <laughs> uh, the other thing, Mr. Chairman, <laughs> is at some, some point in time, I, I know we, we've been a little long tonight, but, uh, you know, just up to speed on the health department project. We mm -hmm. probably spend need to spend a little time at the next meeting if we can. Uh, Talking about that a little bit. Okay. Got meeting next week. Budget meeting. Let me start Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday at one. Yeah, make make sure you get plenty more details. Let me let me see. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> so budget presentations Tuesday the twenty sixth. Yeah, that's twelve what I to five. Tuesday from twelve to five. And then twelve to five. Uh, on, on the 27th. On Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. From 12 to 5? Yes, sir. Why we decide to go with the afternoon instead of the morning? Is there any reason? Okay. I mean, well, I mean, you got two that are supposed to get up till 9. Joey? Joey ain't up here till 9. 5.30 when I text him, he texts me right back. Yeah. <laughs> but they is. No, but I don't, I, don't know, I don't know where he is. I don't know where he is, but... Uh, All right, y'all be, be, on, be on Facebook Live. <laughs> You said uh, Wednesday is at, I got one, okay, one is. Yeah, they actually, we're going to start lunch from 12 mm -hmm. to 1. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they'll actually start at 1. And Tuesday is 12 to 5. Tuesday is 12 well, to 5, same time. It's, it's, but we'll actually start from 12 to 1, and then your, your presentation start at 1. Well, I was going to say, I got one as well. I'm sorry. This side of the board, these public facilities, we'll have to afford them. But yes. what, what happened to our. Don't we have some other appointments I saw as advertised? Mm, they are. There's some others that are being advertised too at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got two that few minutes. Get about the dedication of the driveway car. Go ahead and announce it. Huh? Go ahead and announce it. We don't forget about the dedication of the driveway car in honor of Mr. Henry O. Relford on the 15th is on a Sunday afternoon. At three o'clock on the fifteenth of May. You want to have Maria send some scouting invites out? Yeah, I am going okay. to. All right. Yeah. Let us all a text message too. <laughs> I'll remember it because it's my it's my birthday. So y'all bring your presents that day. You know. Okay, not a problem. Is that exhaustion list, Mr. Um, Brown? Yes, sir. Thank you, Doug. Right. Yeah. Where are we going to start to have a great finish up our retreat? Well, we'll have to. We, Let's make it through budget. <laughs> uh, the, the items won't die because there's some things we need to address on this. Yeah, yeah there's a couple of things we probably need to address yeah. before we get through to you, before we complete the budget. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons I was suggesting to try to work some of these into some of those in here, but you're, you're suggesting that it might buddy the water. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be but yeah, that, that, And that was just me saying that. Was okay. well, let's anyway, let's go home. We'll talk about it then. Okay. I'll try to work some of that in. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's all for the good order? Yes, sir. Can take a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. All in favor, raise your hand. Thank you all. <laughs>